Hey guys, this is Jesse with the Square Peg Show, and today we offer you our 50th episode, which is a full-running commentary of Return of the Jedi, the special edition. Uh, we did this episode a couple days before Episode 7 came out, so we came up with this idea, and it seemed like an awesome one. So if you guys want to do something really fun and nerdy with us, go ahead and start up your Return of the Jedi Special Edition, because we all know you have one. Let it run right after a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, and hit pause right before the Star Wars logo pops up. I'm going to give you a countdown here in just a second, and as soon as I'm done with that, hit play, and then we'll watch this movie together, and it'll be hilarious. Are you ready? Three, two, one. Welcome to the Square Peg Show, episode 50 on December 15th, 2015. I'm Jesse. I'm Brandon. And I'm Mike. <laughs> Alright, so today we got a very special episode for you guys. Uh, looking forward to episode 7, we have uh, episode 6 here, and we're going to do a full running commentary on it. Um, what we're actually going to do is actually have a few of the audio, actual audio from the movie during this recording so that you guys can sync it up and watch it along with us. And the uh, podcast time is the exact to the running time of Return of the Jedi yes. Special Edition. Yeah, the Blu-ray version, if that even matters. But um, This is so. recorded three days before The Force Awakens opens, so yes. there will be no Force Awakens spoilers, although all <laughs> good nerds should not be worried about Jar Jar, that. Jar, Jar shot first. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, so, Brandon, where are we at this point in the universe of Star Wars? In the universe... Um, this is obviously after Empire Strikes Back, because it's in sequence. Han Solo's been frozen in carbonite. Luke got his goddamn hand cut off and found out that Darth Vader is actually his goddamn dark father. What? Oh, no! Spoiler <laughs> alert. So now all shit has broken loose. Obviously, you know, Empire Strikes Back, the Empire fucking struck back yes. and has kind of been on the winning side at this point. So David, at this point, Han is in carbonite. He's been taken to Jabba the Hutt. Um, since Pizza the Hut, whatever. Yep, Leia's, was... <laughs> been, ca- uh, Leia's been captured. Yes. It's... Well, not yet. Well, well not yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah. Well, kind of. Well, anyway, it had to do with a prior debt that he owed. And then, so. of course, and there's Death, Death Star, Star number two. two. Yes. Which I think was a lot bigger than Death Star Much, much one. bigger, yes. I saw a video not too long that was comparing Stormtroopers sizes. had to work overtime to get that going. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, you know, they have an entire galactic slave force. You think stormtroopers know how to put in a toilet main? All they know is killing white uniforms. Well, they obviously fucked up on an exhaust port. (laughs) Rewatching episode four is amazing how stupid the stormtroopers are. Yes. (laughs) And I wonder if the writing, if they meant to do that or just kind of... It's it's all of them. Well, they have main character shielding, man. (laughs) I mean, Obi-Wan's like, those... Those blast points are too accurate for uh, for sand people. Those are Imperial stormtroopers. Bullshit. Bullshit. Okay, so... You know, everyone's sitting down in the theater for the first time watching this movie, and they see the second Death Star. It's not like a big reveal, but boom, there it is in the, in the beginning right. of the movie. Well, no, well it wasn't but, too much you know, a big reveal because they showed it at the very end of Empire. The, it was, like, the Death Star 2 was shown at the very end of Empire. They were looking out at it. So that wasn't the reveal then? Right. Oh, okay. okay. The, the, the reveal was in that. episode 5. I don't remember that. Where's your fucking nerd card? I don't know, dude. Shit. Revoked. <laughs> Revoked. My B. And what's amazing, like, I, this is going to come up a few times through this. All the shit that they're doing with these, these are all actual sets with, like, practical effects. Yes. Yeah, they're, yes. They're, they're, this, was, this came out in, what, 83? Three. Three? Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I didn't remember if it was 82 or 83. So this is all, like, real sets. Like, that's a little remote control robot running around in the background. And, you and have, it looks so good. It's the it mouse looks bot. amazing. Yes, it does. Whereas the special edition is 1990, circa 1997 computer graphics. 
that take you out of the and story. We'll, they get look in, we'll get into that whenever we see <laughs> it. I want to rant about it. Jesse, point to me and say rant. Okay. When it's time for that, dude. I'll be honest. Most of the most of the stuff that they did in the original trilogy, I didn't really mind so much. No. And, but, for what? I mean, like for the it, special edition. Yeah. Okay. Full rant mode. Commencing. <laughs> while we pay attention to the Return of the Jedi, I think that the special editions are a bigger travesty than the prequel movies. I completely oh, agree. Really? Because because no, you can I choose, completely fucking agree. You can oh, choose to agree to either. ignore episodes one through three. I can say, I never want to see those movies again. Like you, you can choose now, to ignore the special. No, no you can't no, because they're no, all that's available no, nowadays. That. No, that's not that. true. No, no, no. Because honestly, for episodes one, two, and three, you'd be like, George Lucas, he smoked a lot of fucking crack and fucked it up. Whenever he went back and did the special edition, he made a conscious decision to put in bullshit fucking comic relief. Yes. Like, in episode four. It just it, looked bad, like too. Like, in episode four it? with the special editions, uh-huh. you have Obi-Wan Kenobi sitting there with Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. after he just saw his fucking aunt and uncle as being charred remains. Yes. Like, most likely spaceport. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yes. We must be careful. Then you see these two Flat fucking, stick. like... These um, fucking Jawas on some brontosaurus thing that, like, bucks up. One falls in a pile of shit. The other one swings around on a goddamn rope. Yes. Oh, that's fucking scum and villainy. Fucking <laughs> bullshit, man. I'm going to rant more about that, too. But going we'll back to going it. back to Jedi, we'll get can to you it. imagine being one of those guys that has to work for Vader? Like, one of the top lieutenant guys? Can you imagine being the dude in the C-3PO suit <laughs> running around in a fucking <laughs> desert? All right, you're talking oh, about real I'm, life. I'm Jesus. sorry. I'm sorry. What about fucking Kenny Baker? Yeah, no. He, nah, was, al- he was already a fucking dwarf, and he's still <laughs> in a goddamn tin can. And how the fuck did like C-3PO and R2 get back to Tatooine? I just think that those top Vader guys, they gotta know that they're gonna die soon. Luke, Luke they brought They don't em. wanna upset them. Luke brought them! Where, where? When? At, at, between, when? Between the movies, all at this point, R2 has a lightsaber stuffed which, in his gra- head. Okay, fair, so, fair. Cause during the crawl, which we completely skipped over, it did say that Luke returns to Tatooine. Yep. But, it's like, alright, well, right, it's fine, I guess Luke brought them. <laughs> Whatever. Atuta. Now, I do think that... This is, this is like a Wizard of Oz scene. <laughs> C-3PO Ain't no one and... coming in, no way, no how. Okay, look, I, I want to talk for a second about comic relief in a movie like this. Okay. And that, I, I, don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to add no. those sorts no, no, of no. things in. The, in. in the original releases, there, there is comic relief, yes. but it's somewhat subdued, and it doesn't drag on for three fucking minutes, <laughs> which we'll get to later in this movie. I don't think it was that terrible, though. I really I don't. wouldn't judge it on comedy terms. I'll just... Judge it because it was bad. Like, there's lots of comedy when Yoda's first introduced is, is comedic. Uh, yeah. the, the Ewoks are comedic. Uh, mm-hmm. There's comedy all over the place. Sure. But everything they did about the special edition was terrible. Every, everything. Everything. I'm going to be the naysayer Because it's a here. conscious decision to be like, it's for the kids. It is for the kids. No. Yes. No. Yes, it it's was. like, we're going to sell more toys with a special <laughs> release. I don't, Fuck that. I could like, rant a but, lot about that. Okay, but, but, okay, so there was, you may have just missed it. There, like, there were some things done in the special edition that aren't that bad, that accentuate things. There was like a spider bot yes. that just went behind them. Mm-hmm. That wasn't in the original. It's right. a little CG thing. It's an afterthought. Add it to the background. Give a little bit more immersion. I love these warthogs sure. with the pickaxes. Yes. What are they even called? <sighs> I, I played like Nightshield Republic. So uh, uh, Pigmen. Pi- okay. Yeah. That's what I'm calling them. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I was going to say something about C-3PO. Yes. I think that... He exchanged wedding vows with R two D two before what? episode four. I got if you notice they, they got this like bick, bickering 
They've been doing that since episode four. That's they, what I'm saying. If you, no, they're, if, I think oh, there's before something episode more. four. Oh, yeah. I got you. There's okay. something like, more to their C- relationship. C-3PO and R2 are like the sassy gay couple. They're, they're like the two gay guys from Modern Family. That's because that's, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's C-3PO, what they base those characters no, off of. No. R2 is a pimp. That, that's how that rolls. C-3PO blames everything bad on R2. It's like, okay, well... Just leave me behind that. No, yeah. You know, all this, like, C- C-3PO, C-3PO has the gay crush on right. R2, and R2 is not having it. That's, that's no, what that no, is. No, no, I seriously think, like, if, if anyone's ever watched Modern Family, the, the two gay guys on that, that is R2 and fucking C-3PO. <laughs> that is them. Because, at, like, C-3PO goes on a rant. Family. And Nor then, no, C-3PO will go off on a rant, then R2's like, quit being such a fucking queen. <laughs> and then C-3PO's like, I never... All right, so this is the first slash second time that we've seen Jabba the Hutt. It's the special the special edition in Episode Four gave us Jabba the Hutt, and I'll be honest, that added a lot for me because you're like, who the fuck is this Jabba the Hutt person, and why would I give a damn? I I do. do They had to have Han step on Jabba's tail because it was originally a human that was subbed in there. Which was originally filmed. Yes, it was. But they I went hated back that scene. and remastered. To it. me, showing Jabba now, the reason I don't like that special edition scene is showing Jabba now adds more to the mystery of him. Whereas Jabba just followed up because Greedo uh, died mm-hmm. and he Jabba traveled over there. Like to me, add to the mystery of this big villain. Now, here. The, the thing that pissed me off about that whole scene though is that Greedo was there to collect on the bounty. Jabba was already there. That right. seems kind of fucking wrong. But I, I, I will say... Oh, and the whole Greedo shoots first thing, I, I, which is will, another rant. I'm I not will, even talking I will, about it. I will say that adding Jabba into episode four wasn't too bad of a thing mm-hmm. because they show up here at Jabba's palace and it's like, oh, that's Jabba. Yeah. Like, there, there's no... Like, he's been this menacing thing. That's, that's exactly all, what that, I don't like about like it. has been like a though. monkey on Han Solo's back this entire time. Yeah, but us and the audience like, don't know oh, that. it's the slug guy. Like, they, they talk about it, like, twice. And, you know, whenever I got to this part when I was a kid, and I was like, what the fuck is that thing? That's and, Jabba the Hutt. You know what I mean? And it's like, Jabba the Hutt, oh, is he a, what is he? I don't understand. So, I mean, I, I like the fact that that's put into episode four, because then you're like, oh, shit, Jabba the Hutt. And then they don't really talk, they don't really mess with it until, another, you know, a whole movie goes by, and then this one starts, and there he is. Awesome. Now I got a little bit of connection. That's fantastic. It ties the universe together for me. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> And I guess, I, oh, I, I guess as on. a forewarning that anyone I hate that's to, already listening here, right? You, like you're probably going to hear several soda cans pop open and like chairs <laughs> rolling around because yeah. this is a fucking two hour movie. Yes, it is. And we're, we're drinking. We're going to have to get a little. Comfy. And we'll try to refrain from uh, bitching about the special editions the entire running time. Not, well, but yeah. I could if I wanted. Right. To. <laughs> I definitely could. So, okay. Yeah, obviously, so, this is a really good scene because yeah. you have like he's Hansel is now a centerpiece. Yes. But. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't even introduced in episode four until something like an hour in, right. almost. Right. It was right. shocking. Mm-hmm. But here, here, here's one thing. Like, so, if I remember correctly, Han Solo's hands were tied in front of him when they lowered, when they lowered him into the carbonite yes, chamber. So how did his hands get in, like, this shocked up-in-front-of-him expression? Because um, it was in the script. That's my guess. I don't know. We cannot use script <laughs> magic. What I like about this storyline, though, is it introduces a lot more of the, the threats out there that have nothing to do with the Empire. Like, Jabba is, is his own guy. Yeah. And the bounty hunter element and, like, the vile Mos Eisley type stuff right. is really interesting to see. Which uh, was now, fine. Can, and can we talk about those droids screaming? These, they, this, don't, they, don't, they don't even touch. They don't even touch, and you can tell that the steam is coming out of his feet. <laughs> 
Does he have but, Does he have moisture evaporators but, like but, in the soles of his feet? Doesn't but he make screams, sense? and that's what freaks me out about right. that. He's like, oh, no, no. Right. Ah, what? There's right. no nerves there. <laughs> well, the droid thinks so. Maybe he's programmed to be afraid. I don't know. Right. This this robot is an asshole. That's what he this is one asshole. is. He is programmed to be a dick. Like this, I, is that what we got to worry about when artificial intelligence becomes yep. prevalent? Look at this. Like right, the look on that one's face, dude. It was horrible. He, yeah, he looks terrified like, somehow because but, he was designed that way. But obviously, with almost all the droids, like this guy's jaw, like his jaw moves. That's fine. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But they, they don't have facial expressions. So that droid was built. He was built that way. Yeah. And to the, constantly and the, look terrifying. And the one they just showed had googly eyes. Like the, <laughs> like the retarded gremlin in fucking Gremlins 2. Now in uh, Mos Eisley episode 4, they said something like, we don't serve their kind here. So it seems like there is a little bit of uh, a strange kind of relationship between the droids. Some sort and, of prejudice against yeah, them. Yeah, a prejudice, yeah. Okay, now... Hashtag bots rights. <laughs> now, okay. This, uh, this is one oh, of the things... Oh, no! Yeah. Oh, it came up way sooner than I thought it was going to. <laughs> I thought it was on the barge. That's one of the coolest looking aliens, I think. The elephant one. Oh, uh, Max it, Rebo? Except whenever it's in... Yeah. Um, except when it's in Jupiter Ascending. Oh. <laughs> no, the, the blue guy? He actually has yet. a name and everything. Oh, I'm sure he does. Oh, oh, there, there we go. Special edition... All over the place. Okay. Doesn't that take you out now, of it? This, no. this scene, I will say that this scene takes away a lot. Now, okay. and oh, they added this entire thing, didn't yeah, they? This they, whole they added thing. this entire yeah. thing. Oh, this wasn't added even this in entire there. entire fucking thing. And, here, and here's the thing. It, this, is, this is almost like Lucas made this same mistake in the fucking holiday special. Yeah. Because they're doing this. I don't know what the fuck's going on. It's like five minutes of Wookiees talking with no fucking subtitles. Yes. If they had actually made up a catchy song, like a catchy, like kind of bluesy song that like had subtitles running through this, then maybe, maybe this wouldn't be so fucking bad. You can, you can see why it would be kind of a club. Does, does that woman have, have six like titties? Six Hang on. Can we stop? Yeah. Does she actually have six tits? Is that what's happening there? I don't know if she actually has six tits or if it's just they put a bra over all of her fat rolls. Okay. I was just, I, I'm not really sure there. But yeah, I will. I will like, say this that this this is one of the no scenes sense. that I really, really don't like about what they've added in. The, it, the small things, like a toad monster grabbing some animal, you know, a right, quick scene. Fine. Sure, that, but that gives you a little bit more immersion. Horrible. This completely breaks immersion because during episode four, the original, when Greedo is talking to Han Solo, mm-hmm. there's fucking subtitles. Mm-hmm. You know what the hell he's saying. It wouldn't have taken much like, hey, let's, you know, make up kind of song because we you, we have the resources to fucking do it, Lucas. <laughs> and then we'll just make him, like, talk nonsense in an alien language. But make <laughs> Gotta it, like, get a little kind snack, of a weird <laughs> mm, Delicious. Pizza the Hut. <laughs> well, pizza now, interesting that you. Greedo had subtitles at that point. Two characters that never get subtitles, and I do wonder if they're secretly cursing out the other characters sometimes. Uh-huh. Chewbacca. Yes, and R two D two. Yes, that's true. And but, Salacious Crumb. But, but the th- but the thing with those is that with Chewbacca and R two D two, you always have someone that's doing a response to them. Yeah, and you have some kind of idea you, of what you, they're talking. But about. everybody like, seems to kinda, know what they're saying. I, yeah. I don't. Right. You and do they un- does savvy. Chewbacca understand English? If so, why doesn't he talk it? Right. Uh, these are the questions I ask myself. <laughs> why it, doesn't he talk it? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Come on, Michael. Then you have Boba Fett being badass. <laughs> but maybe, it, maybe he's incapable. Maybe right. maybe his his 
his mouth set up is not is not capable of creating oh. human speech. How does right? But but even, but even here, well, I got like, a lot you of don't understand what, you, you don't understand right. what Job is saying. Yes, but see, you're yeah, being there to translate. Yes, that makes it's sense because he's a Troy. Whenever you had the conversation going on between Greedo and Han Solo, Han Solo was directly responding to him, so you needed that additional context. Yeah. and Luke and R two. All of a sudden, Luke knows how to talk R two. No, 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 no. Only when he's in the ship. And it's translated for him on a screen. Right. What and about he, the entire Dagobah swamp mm-hmm. scene? He actually says if he actually says the line, "If you're saying it's a bad idea to come here, then you're probably right." Okay. But yeah, in in the uh, in I'm glad the, there's an in-story reason. For yeah, in in the Ex- X-wing, except, he's except. Well, no, no, no. Even in the holiday special, because I watched it today. Oh god. I, I'm that that does of, not I'm, count. I'm that kind of a massacre. That does not count. Is whenever they actually bring Luke up, because you have whenever Luke comes on screen, who looks so fucking weird, mm-hmm. like he has this weird dyed blonde hair and shit. And you have Chewbacca's wife and father or grandfather talking. Luke is seriously like, what's that, Lassie? Chewbacca hasn't got back there yet. I'm sure he's just like, what? He said he'd be there by now? Oh, they're way behind schedule. It's okay. Let me see you smile. Oh, my God. So taking away the obnoxious uh, CG dance sequence thing with the lounge singers. This is a great scene. This is probably the best opening out of the three original trilogy movies. It, it's somewhat of a cold opening because it... Well, it, so was Hoth, both literal and figurative. Right. I, I'll, I, will, yeah, I will take Hoth over but this, this any but, day, but it's but, great. But this, yeah. this kind of plays into, oh shit. So, alright, R2 and 3PO are here. We don't... We kind of know how they got there <laughs> based on the opening crawl. Then this bounty hunter shows up with Chewbacca, which plays into what happened in Episode 5 where, dude, these guys got fucked. Yeah. Star Wars has the best ancillary characters where you think every one of these people you only see for a half second probably have this big story. Yes. You know? They look so different. And, and then I, you I got think, Billy I think Williams. What, oh, yeah. I think that's what makes the the whole Star Wars universe... Well, that's what makes Star Wars come to life is that the universe is so expanded and you can... Like, why the fuck do I know the big blue elephant dude is named Max Rebo? Because right. th- that they were given a name. That's You know, they're given kind of a backstory a little he bit. He has his own comic book or something. <laughs> he probably I'm does. I'm sure he does. But like the, this guy uh, right here. This was added. Yeah, just that, that, that right there. That's okay. Quick, quick little you know, quick thing. thing. I'm cool well, with I'm that. T- except, I, I hate 99% that burp, of except it. Except for that burp right there at the end. Uh, I mean, it, it doesn't really hurt my feelings. But like, did it, I agree with Brandon. That so often with the stuff they add in, it, they... They want to do like a little animated interaction between two characters in the background. The whole point of a background <laughs> right. is that it's supposed to be something that you don't like, really. The changes have to deal they with. made where they where they added like the space scenes with more ships, mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. That's fucking fantastic. But really, was that external shot with this gigantic toad eating a rodent and then burping really necessary? Not or, necessary or at was all. It, but because it, it breaks the flow. It completely breaks the flow, which is honestly what every single change. <laughs> yes, no, where, I mean, I, don't get me wrong. Every, I get, every, I get what you're change, every single change in the special editions where it has anything interacting with anything else completely breaks the flow of the fucking movie. I don't know. I, I, I see what you're saying, but it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt my feelings so bad. Other than like the dance sequence that just happened, right? The dance, the song and dance that completely breaks everything for me. I mean, because it just goes on for so long, and I don't give a shit, right? But there it is happening. I'm glad that this trend, though, because this was a late '90s trend. I remember. I'm sorry. Was that was that one button she had to press? I, to it, get was a, it, was two, it was two or three buttons. One, it looked like one button. Spielberg wanted to replace the guns in ET with flashlights. No, that happened. That did. That, that happened. Did happen. That happened in the release. Star and Wars. It, it, the guns with walkie talkies. So you have right. guys. You can't see me right now, unfortunately. But the guy has like a walkie talkie in one hand, and his other hand is just like hanging out here, like in midair. <laughs> 
like, uh, like he's playing fucking air guitar with his walkie-talkie because so, he had a shotgun. I think that it's a problem when filmmakers want to keep going back and dabbling in their movies after they've already released them. It's one thing to have a director's cut that comes out at the same time yeah. as the actual movie. Yeah. But to right. go back 10, 20, 30 years later and change the movie and make it the only one that's allowed to be out there in, in stores yeah. is a problem. So. Well, it's just like it, well, it's it's kind of like I don't want to beat a dead horse. Yeah. Well, no, it, I, well, it, no, I understand that it's like this weird form of self censorship, which I completely hate. Like, because already Disney is talking about how they're not going to have the Slave Leia outfits as toys for sale. Like, yeah. they're not going to re-release them. Mm-hmm. Are they going to go back and retouch these to where she's in like a burka? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do with that? Here's something I want to bring up real quick. Like that, that fucking scene put so many of us through puberty. Yes, yes, it did. Um, Han Solo's, uh, I'm sorry, Harrison Ford's acting in, in this scene is awesome. I mean, oh, yeah. the whole, oh, the whole hibernation sickness, the, the, yeah. the blindness, all that stuff is sweaty as shit. Yeah. It, amazing. It was really, really, really impressive like, I, to see Okay. This. With that though, I like, cause she had the voice changer in her helmet mm-hmm. and then she took it off and it's, and then they kiss. What is she like? Nope. Greedo. <laughs> <laughs> I shot you. Yo, no, no complaints Yo, at all about Harrison Ford's performance. No. Um, Yo, the, the weakest link, acting wise, in the original trilogy, has got to be Mark Hamill. Uh, really, you think? So? You think? You guys don't agree with this? I think he no, became I, a better actor later when he was doing stuff like the Joker for Batman I, the animated on, series. Honest, honestly, if you go but through, there's, the, there's some weak spots uh, for if, his performance. If you go through the, through the progression of the original trilogy. I'd honestly say it's Carrie Fisher because in the in the first like in episode four yeah. she has yeah. like that weird kind of I'm almost doing a British accent type <laughs> thing. Oh, here comes the gold bikini. Soon it's coming. <laughs> like the pictures of her and her stunt double, like just lounging around on like the hood of the barge in the in the gold bikinis. Yes. Hey, okay. So this is something I want to bring up real quick. Uh, and I'm, I'm not really knocking the um, the Jabba puppetry that they're doing right here because mm-hmm. um, it was like seven guys doing yeah, like, but like I, seven guys doing Jabba. I seriously last night just watched um, Little Shop of Horrors, and mm-hmm. which by the way I think is some of the best puppet work that may have ever been done ever. Um, and it seems like they could have done a lot more with with him. They, now they I mean could. maybe maybe not for the time and maybe not for the budget, but right. Well, I think by this time, episode six had a pretty fucking solid budget. Yeah. Con- yeah. Considering that, you know, the way that yeah, Star they're probably Wars rolling and, in cash at that like, point. Empire Strikes Back were amazing. <laughs> and suddenly Chewie has Wookie bangs. Can we, can we talk about Wookie Chewie bangs? He, he went and got well, his herded. You know, he, how long... Well, I guess it's really only been a day or so since they showed back up. But, you know, he ain't got his hair did. <laughs> Shit, son. Give I mean, a break. That, he, I'll he be ain't honest. been in the, the salon. No, don't get me wrong. I, I actually really, really like the Wookiee Bangs. But um, back, back when it was, you know, in episode four, um, God, it was just like this slick back fucking Fonzie look that right. he had going on. It was, uh, maybe not. Why did Chewie not get a medal at the end of episode four? Because he already had one based on the events of episode three. Boosh. <laughs> <laughs> he already had one, son. He was, this, he was already. He is was that already, explained in, he in was, the movie? No. He was already a rebel agent, man. So is he this like a Marvel one. No Prize where the audience has come up with a reason? Okay. Or well, is there an well, in-story reason for you, why you know who else he's could, completely you, ignored? You know, you know who else could have used a fucking medal? Wegs or Biggs, which, Wegs or Biggs was everyone didn't die. 
Right. They probably they probably could have used one. They yeah. were they were integral in all of it. But the last thing we hear in the episode four special edition is Chewie barking or whatever you call his uh, his thing. Yes. Because he didn't get a medal. He's <laughs> it like fuck. You know. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like poor Chewie. Let's, let's talk about this scene. In credit. Yes. Let's let's talk about this scene whenever Luke comes back mm-hmm. because this is obviously where Luke starts becoming kind of a fucking badass. Right. Like he walks in. He like he had seen. Ben do the mind trick. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't see all this stuff. Now, and he's had some training with Look at that with slobber Yoda. on his lip. So now he walks in. He's wearing all black. Mm-hmm. And he already kind of had some idea that maybe he had, like, a little bit of darker tendencies. Oh, yeah. He walks in and he's like, go away. Go it away. It wasn't even that. It was force choke, force choke. Yeah. They just held their fucking throat. So, yeah, uh, yeah no, dude, he's... Like, oh, this, hello. Is, this is where hang you kind of get an don't, idea. Don't of, ruin this for me. He's uh, seen some shit. Hello. Hello, Leia. You know they actually wanted her to lose weight for this? Lose more weight than she already are, had. Are, what, are you talking about for this or for episode 7? For this. For this? Oh, my God, no. Yeah. Please, no. At that point, they were like, mm, you're a little chunky. And I'm like, what? Well, and you, and you got to think at this and time. she went on to do a great career, uh, wishful drinking, the Carrie Fisher stuff. Yeah. yeah. I love hearing her. She's a great interview if you guys if, ever if, hear any of her If you've seen her most recent interview on Good Morning America leading yeah. up to episode seven, she is now Where she my, brought her dog? She is now every nerd's <laughs> favorite drunken grandma. And Harrison Ford <laughs> yeah. is everyone's like favorite drunken grandpa. The yeah. fact that the, the fact that they'll be back on screen together is amazing. And the thing is, like totally. episode episode four came out in seventy nine? Uh, 77. 77. She was 19. So this came out in 82, 83. So she's only like 24 in this. Yeah. But she had a lot of problems, mental health issues, drinking, and she's very upfront about these things. Oh, no. And turned it into a book and I think even a play. She really went through, she she went through, like. It's very interesting how she has kind of been upfront about all that. Oh, no. She definitely went through, like, a Margot Kidder type thing. And if you watch the holiday special, I'm pretty sure there's some scenes where you can see that she has, like, a really long-ass pinky coke nail. Oh, no. (laughs) I, if you watch the holiday special, I swear right. to God, there are scenes where Carrie Fisher's coke out of her. I, I want to talk line. about this reveal real quick because the Rancor is probably one of the coolest things that. Oh that no, they have absolutely. Done. That I agree. it's a short like, thing. You never see him before. Like this, you never see him again. But mm-hmm. fuck, he's awesome. You must not for the Garthak. This is a really, really <laughs> great scene. Gamorians. Those are called Gamorians. Gamorians. I, g- Gamorians, like Sodom and Gomorrah. Gotcha, gotcha. Which and his you, buddies are laughing. Which Look makes at that you fucker. think of some of the freaky oh, wow. shit they're into. I never noticed that before. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> uh, this is probably one of the first ones where they were kind of using like rotoscoping and maybe some bits of CG. Yeah. Because uh, what year did Tron come out? Duh. I want to say 82. 82. So this hey, we did the review on the Square Picture. We did. Yeah, so, Find so, out more so at squarepicture.com. Right, this is right around the time whenever, they're start, whenever CG is kind of a thing, and they're trying to figure out ways that they can use it in, inside of video editing. Because so, you have a scene like this. Yeah. You know they didn't make a gigantic no, fucking No, that's like obviously blue tall. screen, but was it a guy in a suit? That's what I'm curious right. about. Like, like this scene right here where he's getting lifted up. But it, it's still convincing. It had to be a guy in a suit, right? But it's impressive nonetheless. Like you, you can still see some of that, kind of like how you knew the things that were going to move in old cartoons because they were animated differently. Yes, you can see a little bit of the difference, but it still holds up after what twenty three years. It really 30, the character years designs, character design of the Rancor, character design of the Jawas, all these creatures that are in this scene, they're great. They, they hold up. 
It's like, that's my goddamn finger. What the hell are you doing? Slowest reaction. Dude's just trying to get a bite to eat. Really, dude? Was it stop motion, animatronics? I don't even think that's stop motion. It could be a miniature. That way too fluid. Okay, this scene right here, you can tell a little bit of difference between the leg and the background. But it works. It fucking works. It still holds up. And that's the problem because it's really quick. Mm. Not like episode one where they overuse it to such a horrible fucking extent. Right. Hey, that's actually. If only they had some below. 1997 uh, computer graphics to throw right. into the scene, right? Oh what? shit! Oh no! I paid okay. so much money for that. <laughs> yeah. So Jabba's really pissed. The, pig, really the pissed. pig guys are really surprised. <laughs> They're but really it's surprised. This dude is about to run Lit. in. That it's is like no, horribly. No. Horribly Dude, crushed by this. I feel so bad for this guy. He's so, it's so sad with his floppy this little fella right here. Yeah, because oh he was like God. a rancor, like caretaker. wrangler. He was a rancor wrangler. Yeah, the, the, the rancor wrangler. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> Chong Wookie. They will all suffer for this outrage. He survived imminent death. Then Lando's like, "No, nah, I got this, bro. I got this. It's all right." So <laughs> here so, it comes. So, oh, so, yeah, my he looks God. so fucking sad. He is crushed, dude. <laughs> Come here, scary guy. You know, he maybe raised that thing from a baby. <laughs> where they, it was, they grow up so fast. Where it was it. just like the size of a goat. <laughs> and he raised it to be the monstrous terror that it is now. <laughs> Han, at this point, is still somewhat blind. But notice, his shirt is completely clean. Totally because clean. Jabba has amazing dry cleaning. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> now, this, this is something that happened to me when I, when I was a kid. When I was watching, I guess it was episode four... In the very, very beginning, when C-3PO and R2 were running around, like, I'd seen them before, I kind of knew who they were, but then suddenly there were these other protocol droids that were running around, right. and that blew my mind, because it wasn't like, this is the only one ever, it's like, there are many of these, and right. they are all manufactured, and to me, that expands the universe in a much, much bigger yeah. way, the same way with the astromech droids, uh, the mouse bots, the gonk droids, all mm -hmm. of that stuff. But so, it's, it's when you see the ones that are really unique that it kind of brings me out of it. So I'm not going to try to defend the prequels because, honestly, for the most part, they're, they're indefensible. But I kind of like the way that whenever Luke gets shown here, you can tell he's kind of more, more of a badass. He's a little more cocky. Mm -hmm. That he's wearing pretty much the exact same outfit Bantha that Herd. Anakin wore throughout all of Episode 3. Yes. And okay, scenes like this where it's obvious this is this is special edition. Yes. It shows them traveling. And you saw like a little bantha herd going through the desert. The CG here is kind of dated. Yes. But it adds Babylon that little, it, it adds that little bit extra. Absolutely. And that's that's those, the stuff that I really like because there's no interaction between two entities on screen. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm saying. Anytime there is an interaction between two entities on screen, it breaks the immersion. Mm. Like this right here looks like Knights of the Old Republic level CGI yes. at this point, and but and you can better, tell you better can than tell the, the windless that's, blue that's screen that's happening. That's here. false blue screen, like reverse projection. <laughs> and again, so, it, it looks dated, but at the time it was amazing. Brandon, we, we let's can only uh, fucking base this off of thirty-two years of hindsight. Let's talk a little bit about Slave Leia. Let's get the facts straight yes. here. Disney wanted to take Slave Leia toys off the market. What was the inciting incident here they, before the backlash? Th they pretty much were like, it's objectification, blah, blah, blah. And that's the point. Jabba is a horrible fucking person. Okay. Because I, th th this leads to feminist arguments about whether or not 
Leia, Slave Leia outfit is good or bad. She does kill her oppressor. Spoiler alert for anybody listening to a <laughs> right. podcast audio commentary from a movie of 1993. And, and, and here's the thing. We, we've all joked, like, during this review that, you know, you know, Slave Leia, she may help a bunch of boys go through puberty. She was hot. She was hot as shit. Th- there's nothing wrong with appreciating the hotness of the female form. This was fucking bullshit special edition. Really? Bullshit. What's no. wrong with that? So? <laughs> no, fuck that. It's a gigantic pit full of fucking spikes. It's supposed to be like a Venus flytrap where it closes in on you. Yeah. Not like a fucking kraken where it reaches out. It was menacing. Unfortunately, back then it was just a hole. It was a hole with spikes. spikes. It was a hole with spikes. It's like a Venus flytrap. This you, is much you, more menacing. You happen to, to fall into it. Maybe it lets so off if the some sound was, scent that Bantha's wandering. If the sound was better, would you like it? If it had, if it had a bit more of a menacing sound, sure. Mm. But it's like. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Alright, so I guess man. my final thoughts on Slave Leia. I don't really care if they sell the toys anymore or not, but I agree with the idea that, uh, you know, don't try to take away that part of the history right. of it, the character. It, it's one of those things where is it objectification? Fuck yes, it is because of this uh, because of the right. context yeah. where she was taken in by a goddamn slaver that has no problem sitting exotic dancers slug. to their goddamn deaths. Did, um, That's fine. Did you hear her reply about the uh, about them taking the the toys out or what? Oh yeah, where she's like, get a fucking life. No, there was she was like, well, she was like, it's stupid. And there was a guy that was like, what am I going to tell my daughter about why she's wearing that? She was like, tell them I was abducted by a giant slug and made me wear that, and then I killed him and I took it off backstage. Exactly. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the whole fucking thing. It's, like, Thank they you, Carrie Fisher. It's one of those non-controversy. Of it's a non-troversy. It, it's, it's faux outrage. It's, which, New lightsaber time. Which, which honestly, yeah. it's green. Kick some butt. This, right. And this hey, is the well, first well, time that you see I'm gonna, his green lightsaber. I'm going to talk about this something real quick. That's something I never noticed in, in this before. I, I, I was flipping through this the other day. I never realized that Chewie gets shot in the leg. I never noticed that happening before, but apparently that's a thing, and I missed it. For as many times as I've seen this movie, I've missed it. It's coming up here in a minute. Because you notice Chewie doesn't do anything in this scene except for try and pull up Han and, uh, and Lando, but right. there's a reason. Because, I mean, it was shown that the Sarlacc had tentacles. The Sarlacc had tentacles, that's fine. Right here. Chewie, you're hit. Where is it? He actually I've, shows his leg know, right I've there. I've completely and missed there that. There was some every blood time. there too, right? Yeah, there was. It was actually a wound there, and I had missed that a million times. But apparently, I looked it up, and it was apparently in every every cut. So th- I mean, that's why like he I doesn't do anything. Like, I have tickets for episode seven, um, for Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, it's the most bullshit death. Like, oh yeah, Han killed Boba Fett. No, Han got fucking lucky and hit his weak ass jetpack. Yep. I'm okay with that. I kind of like that, it when there's like a, right there, a smaller death that or was something a like that. Bullshit add-in where they CG Boba Fett getting beaten by the beak. No, he just fucking fell in <laughs> because that completely undermines tons of expanded universe stuff, which is now you know non-canon. Exactly. That came out before the special editions where he where Boba Fett climbed himself out of the Sarlacc, mm-hmm. being uh, protected by the Mandalorian armor. But no, he just got no, fucking I like this beaten by a beak. I like this better too. Oh, fuck you guys. <laughs> Brandon has walked out of the room now. <laughs> Heretical apologist. Stomp, 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 stomp. Mama said choke you out. He look died really tongue. quick, though. Very, very quick. He died really, really quick. I don't care, though. Look at her. Oh, my God. Now, remind me, because I haven't finished my Empire rewatch. Mm-hmm. When is the Lando betrayal? The, the Lando betrayal 
it's there. So the land of betrayal uh, during Empire is so whenever they're walking. In Empire, and, and so it, he it, is it a is, good guy. It again. is during Empire. Well, he acted like their friend and showed them around the city, and then. Like, Han asked mm. him, like, how he's kind of escaped things. Like, well, we're kind of too small. You know, we kind of fly, like, fall great under, we kind of fall under the uh, Empire's radar. But I just made a deal that's going to keep him off our back forever. That's when he pushes the button. The door shoot, flies open. They see Vader. And Han, being the badass that he is, immediately pulls his blaster. Han doesn't even hesitate. So how did how did we go go from that point to this point where Lando is helping everyone? He, he, because he he helped he helped um, Leia and Chewie escape Cloud City. Um, oh, okay. He, gotcha. he, he he helped them escape. Gotcha. And then swung it back around. Which one of the weirdest scenes? If anyone has seen um, Family Guys, like Star Wars parodies, yes. There's a scene that they point out in there where they get in the Millennium Falcon. I love it. Like during Empire, they get in the Millennium Falcon. That's some Falcon. good comic relief right that, there. That, that, see, and that's good. It's minor. It's really yeah. quick. It's fine. But during Empire, whenever they take back the Millennium Falcon and you have Leia and Lando sitting in the pilot and co-pilot seat, Lando is in Han Solo's outfit. Mm-hmm. Like he's in his black and white shirt and vest. Yep. It's completely out of nowhere because he wasn't wearing that before. <laughs> that's a pilot garb. Okay, sure. <laughs> but they even point that out. Like, Brian's like, why are you wearing Han's outfit? No, seriously, go back and yeah. watch the actual movie. All this right, look, is really weird. He just got choked out by a Wookiee. I would want to change my clothes, too. And if that's all Han has hanging around, which apparently it is, that's the only outfit he ever has. So, shit, let's change clothes. You know, Lando's into that choking thing. I guess. It's Billy D, bro. It's Billy D. Because they knew where he was. That's fine. Well, they knew where those were. But, all right, this that was a line that, that just happened, too, where... They were like, we, all right, let's get out of here. Don't forget the droids. Right. The droids have become, like, insanely important for this yeah. whole story. And what's interesting is if you go back and watch it, R2 is the only reason that any of this shit is able He's to happen at all. So, all right, so I'm going to find the link, and we're going to post it in the description of this, where there is an entire fan theory of how R2 is the key to everything. It is. R2 is the focal character well, throughout C-3PO the entire Well, C-3PO wants to keep series. quitting in Episode Four, and R2 is on a mission, mm-hmm. and Luke and Obi-Wan... And Continue along and try to follow R two right. and do well, and what he be- wants. And it's yes. because they're huge. The- R two and C three PO are just as big of characters as any other. In no, and R two more so because at the very end of Episode three, C three PO's memory gets wiped. They just, they just showed the uh, his actually beeps and boops getting right. translated for him. So. Okay, gotcha. Right. So yeah, there's a great oh, yeah, the there's cyber a great fan theory because even during um, in Episode four, when Obi Wan's like, I don't recall owning a droid. He technically didn't lie because. Obi-Wan never owned R2. No. R2 just was there. Actually, how did R2... He had R5, actually. How did R... Wait. R4. How... Are y'all in prequel territory right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But how did... Uh... Actually, I'm trying to remember. How did R2 actually get into the prequels? He was he was on a... The Imperial... A oh, I'm sorry. The, um, the Naboo ship that right. was carrying the Queen. Was he? Yeah. And he... There was... They... They got shot by the blockade. Their shield okay. generator went down. Okay. A bunch of astromechs went out on the, the deck, and he was the only one who didn't get shot and was able to fix it. So that's kind of that was oh, his that entrance empire to them. theme. That empire theme is yeah. so good. And you know which, what? Those are didn't... all real people on yes, a set. Those that's are a all shit ton people. of real people and, on a set. And, and the thing is, the the actual the um, imperial the imperial march the dun dun dun, dun yeah, yeah, that yeah. didn't even show up until. Episode five, yeah, exactly. And, until mm-hmm. you know, Empire Strikes Back, and they play it a lot. <laughs> a well, lot. they do play it a lot, <laughs> but it's so good. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's one of those things that if you track it with the Mary Poppins, uh, spoonful of sugar, it, <laughs> it goes exactly. Spoonful of sugar helps the, the medicine, medicine go down. down. <laughs> 
DJ Remix! So, and this is the first time that we actually see the Emperor in the flesh. Anytime before yep. this, it was hologram. all in hologram. Which is something else that they added in episode four uh, for the special edition was they actually used this actor. They didn't use this mm-hmm. actor in episode four. He wasn't in episode four at all. He, yes, he, he was. first no. showed up in episode five. <clears throat> yes. No, no. Not until the special edition. Yeah, I just he, rewatched he, it. He was not in episode four at all. In episode five, there's a hologram conversation. Okay, yeah, all right, I don't yeah, know yeah, if it's well, what, what I mean is they, what they didn't have this this right. actor playing him they until this McDermott. movie. So they, so they went the same back guy from and the prequels? used this guy. Right. I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, they went back. Which is also the same guys. Yeah. But you know, changes like that. So we're back on Dagobah. Luke has figured out how to land in a swamp. Yep. Yeah. My because his atmospheric scanners weren't working in episode four. My sister dressed up as one of those. Red outfit Imperial Guard mm-hmm. once. So the after Kings and guards, yeah. After this, when I was three years old and Jedi was over, she and some stormtroopers and Vader marched down the uh, aisle <laughs> of the theater. It was a great memory. You know, so th- this is going into like hopeful wishing for Episode Seven, mm-hmm. just because be- since these movies have come out and since Episode One, Two, and Three were just fucking trash. That I'm really hoping in episode seven they bring in the dark troopers, the force sensitive stormtroopers, mm-hmm. that like force powers don't work on all that well. Ooh. I think it'd be really cool. Now, um, people mock the Metachlorians, and they, they should mock they them. They should mock the fucking Metachlorians because they were only mentioned in one goddamn movie. But not for the usual reasons. I wanted to bring up a secondary point here is that the Metachlorians also make it seem like there's a dynasty to people that can use the Force. Whereas the best way to view the Force is like in Episode 4, Episode 5, where it, it's, anybody, it, it binds us all. anybody yeah. could use anybody. the Force. It's not something genetic that's passed down right. from generation and, and to I generation. Don't, I, don't know. I don't know about that. Well, because see, that's where Episode 1 completely fucking undermines Episode 4. It's because Obi-Wan Kenobi says it, it permeates the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not localized I like that interpretation to each better. person's being. It's throughout the universe, and it binds us. In, in this movie that he's talking, he's talking to Leia, and he hasn't really come out that they're brother and sister yet. Right. But. I mean, you had that hint. You obviously you would think in Episode Five, whenever Leia swings back around to pick him up, that they have a connection. But maybe it's just because they've been through so much for the last you know four years. I don't I, like the time frame that it covers is kind of ambiguous. But you know they've been right there together for the last four years. I mean they were there when they fucking blew up the Death Star. They got medals. They've been hanging out. They went to Hoth. So they have a connection. So you like the dynasty thing or not? Well, so I mean the, he's he's mentioned specifically in this movie before he comes out that they're brother and sister. He's like, you know, it's a special gift. My father had it. I have it. My sister has it. So he's he's kind of pointing out that it's force sensitive people who are at least. Much more affluent in in that, right? So, but but I, perhaps I, they could do that, and then also have it be more universal. Right. The weak-minded can't do see, it, with, with, but with maybe kind of thing, more strong-willed people could. Because Han doesn't have it. They show that Han, like in the, expand, he's not in the expanded universe, Han, privy to. He's, he's Han, not. Han has some force sensitivity, so. But it's not exactly strong-willed versus weak-willed. He's so, never really been a big fan of the mumbo ju- or whatever he calls it. Right, the woo. Yeah. You know, <laughs> to quote like James The Randy. ancient uh, religions and all that but stuff. It, it, it's, one, it's one of those things that also they would have a connection because they are brother and sister. And you find out in you know episode three that they're twin brother and sister. Right. One of my favorite moments of episode four were, was when Han told Luke 
may the force be with you. Right. He, he kind of said it kind of like out of the side of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> like he didn't know if he really believed it or not, but it was kind of interesting. Can we talk about Frank Oz for a second? Because yeah. Frank yes. Oz is fucking amazing. Dude, and, and that's the thing, is during episode five in Empire Strikes Back, Yoda was kind of comic relief. Yeah. Up to a point. Up to a point. So only, up to a point. only in his opening. Where, where, yeah. Right, where he's like, mm, you seek a Jedi Master, do you? Mm. Yeah. Digging around and right, throwing dig, parts. Digging I was like, mine, mine, mine. And, Taking and, Luke's and breakfast. There, and the, 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 fan theory, <laughs> the fan theory that I'm going to have to refind to post in the description of this was that was the way, because Luke doesn't immediately understand R2. You know, it's always been through, like, beeps, bleeps and right. bloops and, you know, the interpreters. Is that little bit of comic relief was Yoda's way of saying, R2, we're not going to reveal this yet. Right. I, you don't know me as fucking Yoda Jedi Master who does amazing acrobatics with my two-foot-long fucking lightsaber while I kick Dooku's ass. But he probably did. Right, yeah. Well, no, no. Like, but all I could say was, beep, doop, beep, beep, beep. No, Exactly, that's the thing, is R2 recognized him, and that's why one of the first interactions after they first see each other is that Yoda does like this weird little add a character back and forth mm. with R2 saying, hey, 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 chill. It felt a whole lot more like he was testing Luke is what he was doing. Prob- well, probably, but with the fan theory, it makes a lot more sense. Mm. All right, I got a big topic here. We can dip in and out of it throughout the rest of the commentary if you want to. Yes. Is Star Wars sci-fi? I would definitely no. say it's fantasy. No, it, no, no, it, 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 it's, you, it's, So you say sci-fi. Well, and no, you don't? no, 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 no. It, it's science fiction fantasy. It, it's a space opera. Yeah. It's, it's definitely fantasy. Yeah. I, no, there's absolutely. no way to argue that. Sci-fi but, fantasy well, is the only right, way. I, I know really some really people argue the sci-fi aspect. It's, sci- it's sci-fi fa. Sci-fi fa. <laughs> it's faux sci-fi. E- episode one tried to make it more sci-fi, but like, midichlorians. Mm. Which, there's not much science rah. in it, though. It's mainly the mythic arc of the Force and yes, all this other right. stuff. No, so. it, it's, it is high science fiction fantasy. Yeah. I guess the si- most science-y stuff about it is like... The, the, if you want well, sci-fi, no, no, you'll go to Star no, Trek. That, yeah, well, no, exactly. exactly. And some it, techno That's the whole thing. During no point... And then they disappear. Oh, bye, Yoda. During, just like Obi-Wan did. I'll is that you. how Jedi Masters well, died? Well, Qui-Gon didn't. Qui-Gon just got stabbed. Qui-Gon's body burned. got slumped over. I don't think they actually fucking tried to make that connection until no. Lucas is like, oh, fuck, I gotta figure out episode three. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm asking seriously, like, is that the reason why Obi-Wan disappeared and, and Yoda disappeared is because they're Jedi Masters and well, because, that's how they die? Well, it's... So, well, one would say that at, until at, it's at, contradicted with Qui Gon, right? Okay. Because at, at the very at the beginning of ep, at, well, the end of episode one. Spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't been around since <laughs> fucking 1999 and watched these goddamn travesties. Qui Gon just got stabbed. <laughs> Qui Gon got stabbed and done. Then at the end of episode three, you find out that Yoda reveals to Obi Wan that mm, your former master found a way to become one with the Force. He did. And it's like, Qui-Gon? Mmm, yes. I'm, it's not going to make any fucking sense. You and me are going to fucking vanish into the ether. Hey, Wait. hey. I wasn't lying to you. It's just, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. It's this a point of view learn, shit kills me. But not from a Jedi. Uh, you're just so literal, dude. Right. Like, that's, that's the whole thing. I'm like, look, oh, okay, right here, right here, right here. Obi-Wan's ghost just got tired. It's got to sit on a log. It's got to sit on a log. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying that Obi-Wan had millions of opportunities to make this entire thing a little easier. 
Listen. Are you? Fu- he's, no your, shit. he's your dad, he's bro. He's your dad. You gotta kill him. <laughs> go, go take him out. Right. Go see Yoda. He's this big. All right. He's got big ears. Let me try to come up with a story reason. No, for, for no, at least a little can't. bit of this. You can't. He was trying to protect Luke. Right. In some way. From Mid- getting his ass kicked on Misguided, Bespin? but he didn't want Luke to know the truth about his father. No, ser- I can't really s- explain away the yoga. Okay, no, seriously. All the right. Yoda stuff. So though. basically, let, let's go out of universe, you know, actual, like, above, like, looking down meta. Star Wars, <laughs> when it first came out, was just Star Wars. It wasn't yes. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. It yes. was just Star Wars Scroll giving the backstory of the Galactic Empire. 80% of episode four was standalone, I would say. It was completely fucking standalone. Because you have Vader get shot off into space, maybe lost for fucking ever. Yep. Death Star gets blown up, everyone rejoices, they get a medal, credits, done, Not true. cut, period. But then it's like, fuck, this made a lot of money. <laughs> people are, people fucking love, we're going to sell so many toys. Yeah. So then, George Lucas basically has to come up with... And he made the wisest decision ever and had other people write it and direct it. He he had (laughs) Erwin Kirshner fucking do episode 5. episode 4 looks like an indie movie compared to episode 5. No, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) But also, episode 5, for those of you that haven't seen the interviews and shit, is is George Lucas's least favorite movie. Empire Strikes Back, Until the episode best, seven comes along. Yes. the number one movie. In the, okay, and this right here, they added a little bit of CG effects, yes. and it works. Fantastic. Because, brute, quick, done, done. But George Lucas, he thinks that episode five is his least favorite. Because really it's the best one, <laughs> and it doesn't fulfill his weird artistic, this needs to somehow play into TH-11, the foundation that he created, and that's mythos. about it. Yeah. Like, episode seven is coming out soon, and George Lucas has said his little, good back, for the fans. His little backhanded compliment, it's the movie all the fans have wanted to see. You're damn right. Because that's who you're supposed to cater <laughs> to, you <laughs> asshole. Right. So it doesn't fit your artistic vision, George. We're all the ones who gave you enough money to make your other movies. You We're going to get dick. sued. Mon Mothma. <laughs> hey, guys. It's Boston a trap. Spies. I'm just letting you know. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I didn't know. Um, Admiral Akbar mm-hmm. is that's all a puppet. It's not a guy in a suit. It's all animatronics and puppetry. What? Yeah, that wasn't a guy in a suit. That was all animatronics. I don't buy that. It's true. I, I looked it up. It was, it's on the internet, Jesse. Well, it can't be. Can't be lying because to you any random article on the internet <laughs> is automatically true. It was on a web page. They don't just give those out. <laughs> just like podcasts, right? Look, I said it. We it's had to true. go through the podcast authorities. <laughs> It's like the comics code. Aww. So on the for- like on that map of the forest moon of Endor, yes, which is the forest moon called Endor, or is it just the forest moon around Endor? The forest moon of Endor. It right. would be the moon of Endor that happens to be foresty. So the planet, the main planet, would be Endor, okay. not the so forest it's the moon forest moon of- going around Endor. So why would they put a geostationary satellite, being the Death Star, mm-hmm. around a non-geostationary like geostationary satellite of the moon that revolves around a planet <laughs> instead of just making it a geostationary satellite of the actual fucking planet? That's probably, the nerdiest question of all time. I love probably it. because the moon is moving faster than the, the actual orbit of Endor. Right, but they could move it 15 degrees up and just do... 
geostationary on the actual fucking planet. Which well, if, may, if they're which, geostationary, which, which honestly, honestly, we don't know if the planet that Endor is going around is habitable for life. So if they did it on that and built a base, no, is it real. is. It, it absolutely is. That's the planet that they go down to. They don't go to Endor. They go to the planet. The no, they go to the forest moon, which is where it's at. Right. Which oh, you're talking about whether Endor right well, well, it, have its life gotcha. exactly. So if Endor can't support life, why don't they use their massive military industrial comp like complex budget to build a base that they can't land a goddamn shuttle on? Okay, here here's the more important question. If there well, there's no fucking uh, Ewoks. If here's the more important question: If they have a giant space death laser, why don't they just blow up the fucking planet that's in their way? Yeah. That's they did, true. They did that. <laughs> that, that is, oh, we gotta wait for our orbit. No, fuck that. Fire up that laser. Let's no, go. No, no. no. Which, okay, which, by the way, okay. Al- so so Alderaan uh, was blown up in episode four. Yes, right. So and, were, they, uh, were they waiting to go Princess around Leia's, the sun? Princess Leia's reaction to Alderaan being blown up was like, ah. yes. Yeah. <laughs> you monster! <laughs> me, me. Like she should have gone for uh, eleven at that point. Right. So. All right, so actually, in episode four, were they waiting to get around the sun of the Alderaan system? In episode four? Right, when, when they blew up Alderaan. Wh- like, cause I don't think they were waiting on anything except for to fuck with her. Well, yeah. no, b- because they kept and showing that her- it was going around and around and around, and they you know, they blew it up before the other planet got... What other fucking planet were they trying to blow up? The only one I ever knew of was Alderaan. Well, they blew up Alderaan. But then they were. In just... this one, they're waiting to to get around to the other side to to blow up. Something. And the the no, rebel no, forces it, tend it, to no, do it, like a remote. It, it's in episode four because Grand site. Moff Tarkin mm. has like it's gonna about to happen. <laughs> so they were trying to blow up another planet. Oh uh, um um oh shit um, it wasn't Coruscant no um fucking uh, Dantooine. Was it Dantooine? Yeah, they're... Okay, they're, it was Dantooine. Yeah, because so, they're going to take out... That's where the rebel so were they, base was. were they just waiting to get around the sun in the system? And really... So, obviously, like, the Millennium Falcon and these other ships, they have... we got some speed. solar system geography questions right. here. <laughs> right. So, the Millennium Falcon and other starships, they have, they have light speed. Yes. So, was the Death Star just cruising... Between... Yeah, look, it takes a long time to move that big fucking right. beach ball. But that's... But, okay, so that's what I'm saying. Is you know, they say light speed, yes. so you're moving at the speed of light. Yes, which still talking about gal- like galactic sp- expanses mm. takes a long ass fucking time. Yes. So was the Death Star moving at sublight speed? Because that would mean from you know Earth to a planet around Alpha Centauri would take even at point nine nine. Wait, the Death Star moves? Point nine nine C. Yeah. Well, of, of course. I thought be- it just rotated well, because revolved. Well, they they have to get to different systems yeah, and blow up planets. Right, uh, because they blew up Alderaan, then they were trying to blow up Dantooine. Okay, I thought it was now, just a space station. No, but that's the whole thing, is they obviously move it. So even moving at point nine nine light speed, one, that would require fuck tons of goddamn energy. And even between here and Alpha Centauri, our closest star neighbor, yes. for all you fucking nerds out there, would take four years. <laughs> They're the nerds. Yeah, they're, they're the nerds. It, it, it's 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 four, it's four light years, so it would take them four and a half years to get from Earth to the next closest planet, and they're moving it in between star systems. Uh, just in episode four, which takes which takes place over the course of like two fucking weeks. <laughs> I've already lost track of your question. Ah, <laughs> oh, nerd rant. <laughs> Fuck you guys. 
Okay, so here, here's something I want to bring up about this real quick. There was actually a fan film that was coming out that was – it looked amazing. And if you guys have never seen it, the trailer for it is called uh, Tidarium. Yes. Oh, and I've seen that. It was, so good. it was unfinished. It never got finished. But there's two trailers out there, and it had everything to do with uh, the Bespin spies – or no, I'm sorry, the – Bothan. Uh, Bothan. The Bothan spies mm-hmm. getting this shuttle Tidarium for the rebellion. Right. And the trailers looked amazing, and unfortunately, it was never ever finished. But um, holy crap, dude! I was really excited to see that. It just never came to fruition. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to. Um, I think it's uh, Rogue One. Yeah. Ro- like we mentioned that whenever our Disney uh, still rules the world. That'll be one of the spinoffs of the upcoming uh, three spinoffs. Yeah. Right. For the episode, and, and that and, and that trilogy. bridges the gap between episode three and four, where those Bothan spies mm-hmm. steal. And Rogue the Two mag. is the name of one of the Rebel squads. Right. So Rogue One, assume yeah, I'm assuming came before. For, uh, you would think. And they would tell that story. That that would make a logical yeah. sense. But we're talking about space opera, so who knows. <laughs> So do you know much about the plot of that one yet? No. It's got a really good cast, which I we talked about before, so go listen to that other one. Um, and it well, lo- remind it, me. It looks good. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm yeah. hopeful. And as we've said before, you know, episode eight will be out a year and a half after episode seven. So the schedule is way more accelerated than it used to be for yes. the prequel so, trilogy or the classic trilogy. So let's talk about this scene right here. So obviously – Darth Vader senses Luke, yep. which tells you that Luke has become more powerful in the Force. Mm-hmm. Because Vader had no clue about Luke. And, well, he like, said in the Force. When he was following in Episode following, Four, he like, said well, something like, "The Force like, is strong. Exactly, we're strong with this one." Yeah. But now he knows. He knows Luke. Right. And my question is, when does Vader learn that Luke and Leia are his children in this movie? Uh, in this movie. At okay. the end of this movie. Okay. And he doesn't really know exactly who Leia is. He just knows a sister. Yeah. And that's all he says. He never he never says that it is Leia. He just says a sister, which kind of plays into the Force's ability of precognition slash clairvoyance. Right. Which it, it kind of gets played up way fucking more in the prequels. <laughs> way more. So what you're saying is if someone had the Force, they could make a gangbusters as a psychic. <laughs> Tell me if I'm in trouble, buddy. That's that's what Sister Cleo did, man. Midichlorians through the roof, you heard. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to apologize to everyone yes, that just Please, I apologize. <laughs> I on Brendan's ap- behalf. I don't apologize at all. <laughs> I own that shit. I don't know why. When I was a kid, these helmets, I was like, is, th- is that their brain? Sticking out <laughs> on top of that? Oh, my God. Look at that. That's his I, brain. I, I, I love the scene. <laughs> don't make a noise. Don't make a noise. It's me. <laughs> it's a me, Han Solo. Yeah. What do you expect, son? I'll just go in with guns blazing. I don't make sounds. What are you talking about? Why wasn't Han wearing a helmet? Because he's Han fucking Solo. He's going to let that Fair. hair Fair. fly out. We'll see. Hey, Chewie got his hair did. Yep. He's got it slicked back. Shoot him. Oh. Oh, it did fire. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. Like that quick misfire as it was falling back? It's so quick that you'll fucking miss oh it. Oh, my God. These things right here. Probably the most the, dangerous thing on the planet. Oh, well, the bowcaster. See, okay. I wouldn't want to be driving an AT-AT either, though. Like, the, the <laughs> right. design malfunctions it's are so pretty bad. strong. Yeah. Like, it's so slow. 
that's another difference between the prequels and these is the technology. It seems like they took a huge fucking step backwards. It did. In, in episode two and three, they had like the spider walkers and the spider mm-hmm. tanks and shit like that. <laughs> All right, th- <laughs> that's true. I, I, I will say that through the unaltered footage, these scenes are the only ones that feel dated. Really? Just, Actually, I mean, just, it's, it's blue screen. You can well, tell. It's, it's obviously blue screen, but, betw- but from episode four and five and into this, these are the only scenes that obviously feel dated. But again, we're talking through like a 33-year-old <laughs> like lens here. Yes. I like looking at this more than I like to look at the big battle at the end of A New Hope right. with the ex- with the X-Wings and the TIE Fighters. Granted, this isn't as bad as, like, Ace Ventura when Nature Calls when he's, like, bouncing up and down <laughs> in the goddamn Jeep. But, but you, it, it, this part, just this part in particular doesn't hold up as well as the little bit of computer graphics in, in the rest of the trilogy. But you know what, though? You know what sells it, though, is, is the audio work, the Foley work oh, that's oh, done. Absolutely. The Foley work for this entire trilogy was amazing. They created sounds that have been reused and duplicated mm-hmm. millions of times that, that were born in, the, in this trilogy. Yeah, and, and just, like, really all the work by ILM through all of this is just fucking top-notch. Yeah. Like, you can't... Like you can't fault them. Not only it, it just was, for the time, but even even but years later. But then you have that scene right there where they're swinging through the trees that looks amazing. Yep. It's these straight-on shots. The side shots and, look and better even, than the no, frontal shots. Yeah, that looks good. That looks amazing. It's that right there. Yeah. The straight-on shots, just because you have a focal point to compare the surroundings yeah. to. Like I'm not faulting it because this was in fucking 1982. Maybe but, they should go back and CGI all this. <laughs> Don't keep dabbling with all these old movies. I'm playing with the dark side. I apologize. <laughs> but but even that right there, that where it's tiny like, little pistol. But even that where it's kind of a close up shot, and you just see like the little bits. Of the yeah, I got moving. her. Oh shit! Boom! <laughs> that scene right there, like rewatching it now, just reminds me of Dale and Tucker versus Evil, <laughs> where the kid runs into the tree trunk. Fucking like, I think we all want speeder bikes. Let's be real. Dude, here. I just want a lightsaber. That's all I want. And did he have to hit a switch to do that? That was weird. <laughs> Dick. Dick, move. Scratch up my paint job, bro. Oh my god. Dude, actually, anytime that a lightsaber is pulled out in any of these movies, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'll skip through some other stuff, but that. Right. Look at this shit. Well, and, and obviously, An elegant weapon. Obviously, yeah. you you can tell Skadoosh. you can tell by like the more pronounced periods of science that we're having in the fucking commentary right now that this was done so well that you have such a like a sense of tension. Like even though like, we've seen this over a dozen times yes. each easily, but you have like even watching it now, you're like, oh, what if he gets knocked off? What's going to happen? That's good filmmaking. That's Definitely. amazing filmmaking. What's funny is, like, he chopped the, the front of that speeder bike off where he could have easily just held that thing out and that dude would have been two pieces. Right. Or L- more. Luke never really looks to kill. He's like Batman. Uh. I was... <laughs> facetious joke there. But he cuts it off, and it, obviously those two little fins add a hell of a lot of stability to the fucking speeder bike. You know, you know what I need? I need I need a camo trench coat. That's what I need. I don't know why, but Han has one, therefore I should too. And I, I honestly love the cloaks that they're wearing. How is R2 getting around in this shit? 
um, unseen thrusters. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> if, how, if there's anything... How does C-3PO go up If steps? there was anything in the prequels that was the worst, that was it. And here we go. Remind me, Justin. The introduction... Fucking thrusters on R2? He doesn't fly. Suck a uh, dick. Right. That, no. With his oil slicks, my Mach R2 Mach 5. This is me <laughs> in the middle of episode two in the theater. I'm going to go and see episode three, pay money and do that. And then I'm never going to see any of these movies ever again. <laughs> so I'm proud of myself. Ensuing 15 right, years, on. I've erased Let, the memories of a lot of these Let's talk real quick about how good Warwick Davis was as Wicked. Always is. Always is. awesome. And, and, and this scene, He's so cuddly. He is so cuddly. Have you ever seen Idiot Abroad? I fucking love Idiot oh Abroad. Oh my god. He runs around with um, fucking, what's his name? Um, um, oh. Damn it. If any other time, yes. any other time you said it. I, anyway, I they run around right. like all these crazy countries together. And Carl Pilkington. A, Carl Pilkington. And he runs around. Oh, oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah. But, but uh, another great, uh, same guy is Life So Small. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is Warwick Life's Davis. Life's Too Short. Or Life's Too Short, sorry. It's oh, such a good show. Go watch it. Carl Pilkington is a genius. He, he is. I mean, he's an, an idiot, he's, but he's an, a genius. No, he is the definition of an idiot savant. <laughs> because he will say things that are like, what the f- Actually, you know, you know, no. This is the thing. I'm, I'm positive that's a character. It has to be a character. I'm okay. So this came out in '82. I'm pretty sure that they that they reenacted this exact same scene in the Transformers anime anime movie that animated movie. Yes, with Bob Wap Ma Nini Bomb <laughs> Energon treats. <laughs> hey, you want my brain? It's not gonna hurt you. It's just a brain. In, okay, and seriously, so we're going... They made from, a cartoon based off of this. They made a cartoon they and two cartoon. movies. Two, two movies, Jesse. What was the name of this cartoon? It was Saturday morning, right? It was just called Ewoks. Ewoks. It was, yeah, it was, I- did yeah. it last a long time? No. <laughs> Neither did droids. <laughs> no. But the cereal was delicious. I will say that. <laughs> I, old fucker. That was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing. A cereal for what? For droids. Oh. Yeah, they made a droid cereal. So, uh, that or it was okay, just Star so, Wars. Right, I don't know. So, one of the two, but it was great. So what, what were the movies? It was Ewok Advent. Was it Ewok Adventures? I and don't then know. Caravan Why would anyone ever know that, Brandon? Because they always came on the fucking Disney Channel <laughs> during the free cable weekends. <laughs> like, every time the Disney Channel is like, we're going to give it to the fucking standard like cable providers, and you get to see the two Ewok movies. Mm. Every time. So what's interesting is that they've gotten rid of the expanded universe mythology of everything that came beforehand. Right. But now they're building Ewoks up. Are, Ewoks are still there. But now they're building up a new one, and uh, I've read a, I've read a little bit of it so far. Like they have young adult novels, they have yes. comic books and stuff, and it's kind of cool that they're starting from scratch. Yeah. In, my, in my view, to to go along uh, with episode seven. It was it was Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure and Ewoks: The Battle for Endor. <sighs> Makes me sad in my face. But are they going to bring Ewoks back in the new movie? I fucking hope not. I don't think they're going to touch too much on a lot of the stuff. From bring me some ETs. That's fine. I'm cool with that. Bring me some ETs. Which is canon yes, from the prequel is. trilogy. It absolutely is canon. ETs were there. What do you mean? If you look at the Galactic Senate when they called for the vote of no confidence, oh, right, there are yeah. ETs in the lower corner. Right. Well, that's an Easter egg. Yeah. But it's in. it but was on screen, so that shit is canon. Okay. So ET phone home. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't work that back in, I actually will be disappointed. I'm, I'm just kidding. Please, please don't. <laughs> please. 
Because I don't, I don't want to see that ever. Now, one thing I was wondering in, in Episode 5, Empire's Respect. Yes. Vader's spending a lot of time in that little pod mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, goes up and down. What's he doing in there? He's got to take his mask off a little bit. Uh, yeah. And that's right. the only thing that keeps him alive. Ah. Uh, yeah, be, being in the pod. Except for the fact that the pod is open whenever he's putting the mask whenever back he comes on. in. It doesn't. Oh, oh, that's right. It's opening as the mask is assigned. Right. right. Okay. But he just needs some quiet time every yeah, now and then. Yeah, he just needs to pull, he hang out in the force egg for a while and pull that fucking shit off. It's <laughs> right. itchy, dude. That shit is itchy. Some well, no, it, it, it actually ever been burned? Dude, let me tell you something. That shit gets itchy after a while. Well, no, it was actually shown, um, again, in the Expanded Universe, which is non-canon these days, was these that days. at his core, he was still Anakin. Like, he, he didn't want to fucking kill everyone imaginable, yes. but it was only the dark side powers that actually kept everything going. So anytime that he would start kind of reverting to this isn't right, this is this, this is fucked up, that his systems would start failing. Oh, like the emperor I don't like kind that of, at all. That sounds the, gay. Well, of course, but you know that's expanded. I like universe. the idea it, that he made a conscious right, choice in the, to in the expanded the dark universe. Side. There were like fifty fucking clones of the emperor that was, <laughs> and the expanded universe actually made the emperor like a sympathetic character because he was trying to militarize the empire because of the Yuuzhan Vong threat. Oh, I'm geez. saying with a thousand Which were stories, alien, you can pick and like, choose what yeah. your best yeah. Uh, yeah. continuity yeah. is. Yeah. That's what happens whenever you have sci-fi fantasy. You can do whatever you want. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Pick the best backstory for these characters. And I found her brain. I, I do like how, like, even C-3PO looks dirty. Mm-hmm. Like, he's kind of moss-covered. And everyone just kind of looks kind of haggard. Because they've been on the planet for a while. At, at least a couple of days, I'm sure. And then Chewie's like, my stomach. I want some meat. <laughs> look, at the, look at this, guys. Look. Look. We haven't been falling into traps this entire goddamn time. Look, it's like a deer. It's like a deer just hanging on a branch. It's great. Speaking Man, of, I'm fucking speaking hungry. Speaking of C-3PO, have this you guys be... ever noticed his, his silver leg? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, which I, I think was after Empire, whenever he got rebuilt. It was before that. I, was I went back to look. That's what I thought, too. But I went back to look at it. And yeah, he had this weird silver leg for a long fucking time for no was it, reason. Was it in episode four? I think so. I think it was. I'll have to go back and check it, but I, it's like, why did this happen? Huh. That's something I'll have to go back and look at. Because uh, up through episode two, yeah, he was just, he didn't have a shell. Right. Actually, when did they, when did they take C-3PO from the planet? From Tatooine? When they went, um... When they went back and he slaughtered them like animals, and then <laughs> his mom died, and then they just so scooped, the, scooped up the droids and got the fuck out. No, by then he was just like this dull gray color. Mm. Like this dull... I mean, he wasn't shiny at all. Like, trying to make sense of all this shit is horrible. And I'm sorry, but some of the Ewoks look like they have fucking Down Syndrome. Yeah. But you know what? A lot of little people got work. In this movie, it's, it's like Mad Max. Maybe they're all Warwick Davis. <laughs> all, all oh of my God. Davis. This is early CG. Double, double, double. Gobble, 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 gobble. Okay, and right now, obviously, these are primitive beings. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in the Stone Age. Force influence, Jedi mind trick, all of them, real quick. 
Easy. Yeah, done. True. Like, it really wouldn't be that hard. That would be violating the Prime Direct. Wait. Ooh. Huh? Hang on. Huh? Sorry. My bad. <clears throat> Wrong one. All right. So I know that there were X-Men and Star Trek crossover comics. Were there any actual Star Trek Star Wars crossover comics? I fucking hope not. I kind of hope so. Oh, my God. I, I really hope so. If they did, it would be from IDW, which has crossed over every property you can think of. Oh, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I think I'm they did so, like I'm a Ghostbusters, they... Transformers, Godzilla, or something like that. Oh, my God. Well, I know I know they did Transformers, G.I. Joe, and that shit was amazing. <laughs> fucking so Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander, like, uh, commanding fucking Decepticons, yes. Yeah, if they ever want a trillion dollars, just do a Trek Wars crossover. Oh, God. It's true. Please don't. No, new Trek and Star Wars Episode Seven crossover. No. Dog, oh, you come on. No. Come on. No. J.J. Abrams would know how to do it. Oh, God. He would know how to do it. They would, they would, they would like diverge through the DS Nine. Spock would be like, "Listen, your lightsaber doesn't make any damn sense. Light just doesn't stop, you asshole." So, in the movie, like phasers do, Jesse. Come on, sir. What? Come on. I'm not talking about blasters. I'm talking about lightsabers. And phasers? Yeah. Phasers are the same thing as blasters. It's contained plasma. Yeah. And it, but it doesn't just stop for no good. It stops when it hits a bad guy. Kind of interesting that the guy that did Felicity (laughs) and Alias has now worked his way up the ladder to reinvigorating not only the Star Trek franchise but Star Wars. Well, he he also did Lost and yeah. But, uh, you know, we, we, we can confuse the shit out of everyone. It's fine. Yeah, There's precedent the set. I think he left halfway through the first season to do Mission Impossible 3. We'll just do a whole bunch. All right, this, um, this then scene. he went into we Star have to Trek. Go back, this, this scene is We just, have to go back. See a silver leg? Okay, let's just talk. This scene is completely retarded. Which Why? makes me think. Or go ahead. They're hungry. No, it's no, it's dumb. It's like, are are they obviously just cannibals? Like, obviously, they're intelligent beings. This, this would be like us... Cooking up a bear. E.T. They can talk. They can obviously talk. Yeah. And they're like, dude, these are some animals that we don't have to defer or defeather. Let's eat them shits. That's fair. That's fair. We got some slightly disturbing comedy going on. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty dark. I mean, obviously, these things are pleading for their lives. Yeah, they don't understand. You have a golden god that can understand them. That is telling them, don't cook my friends. They're like, really? Nah. <laughs> nah, son. We hungry. We hungry. And then, obviously, they rebraided her hair and tailored a brand new dress for her. Oh, well, yeah. But because she's uh, hot, episode 7 will be J.J. Abrams, and then he's walking away after that. It makes me wonder right. if episode 7 will be standalone in the same kind of way that episode 4 was. Well, it can't be because they're obviously bringing back established characters. They are, but I, mean, I, I wonder and, and how much connective tissue it will be to Dis- episode eight. Disney's and nine. not gonna fuck that up. No, there's D- Disney has Disney has four billion dollars to make up on this. Now the three of us are pretty confident with J.J. Abrams episode seven, Ryan Johnson with episode eight, but we're a little bit worried about uh, e- ep- Colin episode nine, Trevorrow? Co- co- Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. The, the guy that jumped from safety not guaranteed to Jurassic the World. Jurassic fucking world. Helming yeah. up. Which, okay, probably he got it because Jurassic World, as of right now, was a top grossing movie of yeah, all fucking true. time. So, you know, it's like, oh, maybe he knows what he's doing. No, he and doesn't. May, and maybe he does, and that's fine, but that's not the... 
you from know, they joke about failing upward, but that's not really how it works, is it? For what I said, that's shit. obviously how it fucking because he went from safety not guaranteed to goddamn Jurassic World, which right. was underwhelming as shit. Like safety not guaranteed had like that quirky goodness to it, mm-hmm. kind of like Dale and Tucker versus Evil kind of way. I think but that then, Ryan Johnson is co-writing episode nine with uh, Colin. What's his name? Tra- Colin so Trevorrow. Hopefully, it'll be better than than we're worried about. Let's hope. So it's it's one of those things where they've been all right. So obviously they were captured in the daytime. It's now nighttime. Let's say at least two to three hours have passed. Yes. To where they've been like tied up on spits, about to get roasted, and he just now uses his Jedi powers. <laughs> Like I, I know we're like this, Ben's holding this, the weight. He's a big this, fan of dramatic tension. This is hindsight nitpicking, <laughs> but come the fuck on! Don't and, tase me, bro. <laughs> nah. What is this? Fucking 2008. Jesse. <laughs> I'm bringing it back. <laughs> so it, it's one of those. It's one of those things where it, this is another scene. See, but they're all still it, it's, hungry. Those it's kind poor of fuckers. <laughs> it's it's a tension breaker. But it also stops the flow of the movie. Um, I would say that that happens a lot throughout all three movies, particularly episode four. If you look back on it, the pacing of a 1977 movie is so different than what we're used to. That's true. That it's 30 minutes of droid action. (laughs) And then we get Luke eventually. Hot droid action. (laughs) Hot droid. They were in the droid. desert. So. They could have, oh, I mean, the inner editor in me is like, they could have cut this, could have cut that, but... A lot of Star Wars, these three movies are the side adventures and kind of going that's, going that's a little fair. bit slower, you know. And I'm, I'm sorry, the Ewok babies are so adorable. Okay, so this scene is pretty awesome because he's going, he's just telling what's, he's, what's he's happening really to them. He's telling the yeah. story. And have you guys <laughs> ever seen Reign of Fire? I love that movie. And they, they do kind of the same sort of scene where they're, you know, everything's gone to shit and... You know, the little kids are gathered around, um, what's his face? Uh, uh, Batman. Yeah, Cr- Christian Bale and, and he's, he's telling the story of Star Wars. Right, and they're, they're like completely it. engrossed and it's awesome. Yeah, and it's so good because uh, in, in that scene, uh, um, Christian Bale and Matthew McConaughey, you know, they've seen Star Wars. Yes. So they're reenacting it and they're like, oh, yeah. I am your father. No! <laughs> like, did you make that up? Yeah. Yeah, I hell totally yeah. made that up. It's so good. <laughs> no, but, uh, I always think about Rain of Fire when I see that. It's really... Rain of Fire is kind of an underrated movie. It was cheesy. Like, it was really cheesy. There's a baby Ewok. Anyone that goes... Like, just go back now and watch Rain of Fire. I saw it in theaters, and I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Because I like dragons. But if you go back and watch it now, like, kind of knowing this kind of, like, cheesy, weird action movie, you're like, yes. that's pretty good. Yeah, right. that's not bad. What we need is Melissa Harris Perry to tell us about the uh, adorable Aborigines kicking right here. We no, <laughs> Mike. No, we are not opening that can of worms during this conversation. I mean, we can. Nah, uh, let's spare the listeners. Yeah, let's. We'll 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 spare all three of our listeners of this. So, yeah, this. I mean, so they were brought together. It's kind of good. And then we have. He can feel him tapping on him. That's weird. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, how does that work? Is, is, it, is, <laughs> is it like the touch sensitive lamps that were like prevalent in the care. early nineties? It, it's it's all. I don't know. It's all multi touch gestures on his on his shoulder. Okay. So okay. So right here, right here. <laughs> this is a pivotal scene mm-hmm. in this entire movie, where 
Luke and Leia, this is the first time they've been alone since... Ever. Since episode five. Yeah. Since episode five. The first time that... But e- even then, you know, there were other people around. This is the first thing they have completely together, or no one else around them, separated. And Luke is asking, do you remember your mother? And she says, I just have little bits of memories. Mm. So is she talking... She had this really fucked up hair. Right. But is she talking about... <laughs> is she talking about Padme? Because Luke has no memories. Right. Or is she talking about uh, Bail Organa's wife? Because as... At this point... It would have to be Bail Organa's wife. You would think so. Because Luke obviously grew up with his aunt and uncle. So he knows that his parents weren't there. Like, right. And he's probably told that his parents died. So... But she is Princess Leia Organa. Exactly. So, yeah. So... It, but then when did Lady Organa die? Or did they tell her that you're adopted? And then you have it right here where he reveals, three, two, one, he's my father. And Wait, if it had just been the pecs... Just on, staring at her chest. If it had just been the two pecs on the cheek in episode four, it wouldn't be as awkward. Right, but, but Leia <laughs> in episode five lays it all on thick to say okay. kind of like, fuck you to Han Solo. Twice. So if I don't make it yeah. back to the only hope for the Alliance, why do you talk that way? You have a power I could never understand... But no. But wait, there's more. <laughs> and I love this this scene. He's still looking it's, at her chest. It, it's strong. It's strong in my family. <laughs> you know, my father has it. I have it. Uh, titty jokes. This is great. <laughs> Which is one of the voiceovers from the uh, Star Wars yeah, fr- from the original teaser, episode seven. It's like teaser. my father had it. I have it. My yeah. sister has it, and you have it. So obviously, Luke is talking to someone in his family. Mm. Is that Ray? Is that Kylo I don't, Ren? I don't know. I don't know Who what you're knows, talking about. Man? I don't even know what you're talking about. Like it's you saw the original. By the time teaser. people hear this episode huh? of the Square you saw Peg the original show, teaser, right? no, he didn't you see did? that one. No. Oh wow. But by the time nothing. people listen to this, they'll know the answer. Nothing. Because they're keeping. Yeah, they're they're keeping Luke shrouded in secrecy. So she says, "I've always known." Yes. I've always known. So obviously, Luke recognized that Leia is his sister before this. Probably, well, he recognized well, it whenever Yoda passed away. He was talking away. to Ben, yeah, right when Yoda passed away. So, what in his flight from Dagobah to meet up with them was like Leia's my sister. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. And then at some point, did Leia have? That Marty McFly's mom, like the the, the, the Rain <laughs> McFly moment, was like it's like kissing my brother. Oh. She was probably dude. Yeah, she well, she, she laid, was drinking a lot. She was yeah, drinking a lot in her high school drunk. years. She was she laid one on Luke and was like, eh, yeah, yeah, it's okay. I, I mean, you know, I got two dudes fighting over me. That's pretty cool. Hashtag four chan you know, wincest. Who knows <laughs> where where it may go? Like it's one of those things. Like did Leia like make out with Luke and was like, <laughs> I don't know if they ever that? made out. No, he so it's a yeah, mouth she, mouth she, to- she totally shut. No, she totally shoved her tongue down his goddamn. Throat. <laughs> because after that, I was just like, "Yes, son, so what sure you got, hon? Nah, <laughs> I can't tell you. I can't just say Luke's my brother. I just found out. This is kind of an emotional moment for me. Just hold me. This is a pretty classic. Let's withhold information from each other so yes. that the, the plot will be a little bit thicker. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this scene is what led to every romantic comedy of the 90s. Yeah. That one misunderstanding where the guy gets pissed off or the chick gets pissed off because of a five-second piece of dialogue that could have resolved everything. Actually, that turn away from, from Han Solo is what spawned the entire daytime television industry. <laughs> 
the days of our Star Wars lives. I love the uh, fades, the swipes, or whatever you would like to call them. Yeah, I'm, yeah the I'm wondering if they'll use those in episodes. I'm seven. sure they will. I, I think yeah. they're they're. It's kind of a it's a kind staple. of a mainstay. Yeah. yeah, they're a staple of the series, <laughs> and they really were. Oh, dang. Yeah. Okay, right here. Minimal CG, and it looks so fucking good. And a stop motion. Well, except for the, I don't. Was the Adat there? Yeah. In the original, mm-hmm. was it? Yeah. I don't think I've ever noticed that. I think he walks by here. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. All right. Boom. This is not an efficient way of travel. <laughs> <laughs> Should have used the we, monorail. We had tank treads twenty years ago. What is this shit? <laughs> Have you guys ever seen um, uh, Adat Day Afternoon? It's like a little YouTube clip, but they have like the, an old Adat toy, and they make him out like he's a dog, and it's the cutest fucking yes. thing ever. Oh my god, that thing is awesome. He's like he's he's standing up on a tree, like quote unquote barking at a squirrel, but it's like his little two lasers are going. This shit is awesome. It's like a comic strip or something? No, it's it's a live it's a live action oh, clip okay. on YouTube, and then he he squats down, and there's like a little job of the hut that he right, leaves. Yeah. Fucking awesome. So all right, so we got we got Vader and Luke together again. This is some tense family shit happening right here, Mike. Yep, I and I always wonder what the writers thought in episode four if they mm. thought this far ahead or built it on when they decided to do two more sequels. I, I think I think in writing, well, no, probably not. In episode five, yeah, they were they were already this far, I'd say. But Absolutely. In episode four, not so much. And they always said that Lucas like had all three movies kind of written out already, which I think is kind of horseshit. Me but too. Um, I mean, maybe he had like a rough outline but no i don't think so but it creates more drama to make it so much about family if it was just anakin was a nameless guy that darth vader killed yes it's not as rich as it is yeah. with this so. yeah yeah that's true i mean in just the previous scene that they had where you know luke is where you know luke admits you're my father and he he shows that sense that he wants to save him mm-hmm. and i mean you know, Vader, you know, come with me. Like, this scene is so important in, in, the, in the whole arc, which Lucas tried to then play up in right. the prequels uh, about the, the whole idea of, of redemption, that mm-hmm. I must obey my master. Right. You know, I must. This I will is, not turn. You'll be forced to kill me. This is the thing that I find that's interesting. You know, and when, you know, when we first watched this original trilogy, it was like, this is Luke's story. Right. And you're like, awesome. And then you go back and watch the prequels and you realize that it's not. It's actually Anakin's story, mm-hmm. which is cool. But, you know, they're, they're always talking about the, the, the chosen one, the one that will bring balance to the Force and right. all that stuff. And I, I've never thought that that was actually Anakin. I always, I've always thought that that was Luke because, you know, if you can't, you can't escape your destiny. This is something that they say over right. and over all the time. Now, Vader's destiny, or Anakin's destiny, was to follow the dark side. Right. And when he comes across Luke and realizes who he is, he is ready to throw away everything else on the planet, or in, in the universe, for him to come back. So it's almost like Luke well, is his okay. savior at have, that point. Um, have you ever read Dune? Yes. No. You never read no, Dune? No, no. I've okay. never read it. This, that, that whole thing kind of plays, because Lucas has admitted that Dune was a very important part. Like, sure. that play, had a huge influence. And in Dune, the, the, uh, the Bene Gesserit, they have a breeding program to bring, up, uh, to bring about the Messiah. Yeah. But 
the the main character Paul in the original um, um, book Dune, mm-hmm. his mom was supposed to have a daughter, but she had a son a generation ahead of time. Right. And they call it the Kwisatz Haderach, the one that can be in many places, blah, 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 blah. That, that influence is really heavy whenever you compare the original trilogy playing into, uh, or the prequels playing into the original trilogy, mm-hmm. that the prophecy was for Anakin, but it was a generation ahead of its time. Yes. And then Luke, the next generation, is the one that actually brings that about. Yes. Because e- even in that scene where they're walking together, and Vader has to quickly have you know his minions take Luke away mm-hmm. because those feelings are yes, coming up. Absolutely, it's, this this is my son. He's he's not fully corrupted as I used to be. Right, and it, that kind of you know plays into and it. That, that's something that's always jumped out at me. Is is in and is in Episode Five. He's like, you know, you can destroy the Emperor. He has foreseen this. Let's do that, and then it'll be me and you kind of thing. And so it's it's Luke that actually brings him full circle to quote unquote bringing balance to the Force, but it's not Vader doing that. It's Luke. And he is like he is the key to the whole thing, and that is all heavily influenced by Dune. Yeah. Especially if you go back and watch the um, the sci-fi miniseries of Dune and Children of Dune. Yes. There's direct parallels, mm. but of course Dune came out in late '60s, early '70s. Yes. And, like, you just see so many parallels between that, especially between Vader and Luke and uh, Paul and Leto Atreides II. Mm-hmm. So many parallels with all of it, of being forced to follow your true path and not being corrupted by all these outside influences that are, like, putting the pressure on you. Yeah. It's got to go back farther than Dune, though. I mean, it's a pretty classic story. Oh, no, it, it is it is a classic story, but that, that's just um, Lucas has said that you know Dune's a huge influence, yeah. and you can. Yeah. I mean, you could say really go back to those. Knights of the Round. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but there's so many. It's the father son comparisons that are so prevalent in yeah. two of the biggest pieces of you know sci fi history. I mean, Dune is one of the most. It, it's the Lord of the Rings of sci fi. Yeah. Get that little bastard. No. I love how everyone's like, yeah, let's go. Yeah, hop on your... Aww. Aww. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Okay, again, how does C-3PO go up steps? R2? No, C-3PO. With his legs? <laughs> he fucking waddles everywhere. He's like the penguin. Nah, he can do it. Listen, the, the only thing, the only robot that the steps can take out is Ed 209. <laughs> no. Cannot navigate no. stairs. Cannot do it. <laughs> I want a picture of Ed 209 next to a free elevator that's like out of order, and he's like, no! <laughs> I'm sure he exists. I like how that stormtrooper is basically taken out by something an eight-year-old could do on a playground. <laughs> hey, <laughs> tap your arm. Can't catch me. So I, I, I do love, spoiler alert, how they basically got all the weapon systems online before anything else. Yes. It's like, this building's only half done. Hey, that's the important thing. We don't Fuck go, the sushi we, bar. We don't worry about, we don't need to worry Fuck about the basketball courts. We don't need that. We need this laser going, man. 
Because you know they got a thousand pools on that thing, but they're like, fuck, you know, skip the chlorination and the spinning rims. Let's just go. Oh, this is such a good scene, too. I mean, this is, like, Luke's first, like, interaction with the Emperor. Who, in this, looks really dark and menacing and pale and old, not like a deformed guy with an ass on his head. Yeah, dude, that... That was bad. It was... Ugh. And what's so weird is he looked so much fatter when he was the quote-unquote emperor, but when, right. like, the actor was just center or whatever, he, 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 looked like, awesome. he looked fine. Like, in here, he just looks really old, and, like, he's just really fucking old. You know, he's been alive for a long time. He's, like, secured all this power. He just yeah. looks wrinkled and haggard. He doesn't have, an, like, three ass cheeks on his goddamn oh, forehead. Why the fuck did they do that? The Lucas, man. Lucas. What do you think Vader is on the hierarchy? Is he like the number three guy, the number two guy? Of what? What, like overall? For Empire, for, for the Empire. He's number two. Definitely the number, number two, two guy. He's the number two, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because in episode four, it seemed like he may be a little bit further down the ladder. Well, I, I, I think it's kind of one of those things where you're the visiting captain on someone else's ship, so yeah. you kind of defer to their judgment. I, I think it was actually more like, at that point, it was much more of a military thing going on, but then it was like, hey... There's a Luke Skywalker. Now this has become like a religious sea family kind of thing yeah, going on. So I, I th- screw this whole militant thing. They can do their thing, but we this is way more important. Yeah, I think they kind of formed like a military thing where, again, Vader defers to whoever's supposed to be in charge of that particular ship or yeah. fleet. But then after the Death Star got blown up and Vader could sense that it was a Force-sensitive person, it became more of a, yeah. a, a jihad yeah. type thing. But I'm just curious about how the Force died out before this because you did have the lieutenants that didn't even think the Force was a real thing. Mm-hmm. Well, be, so well, it, did they it, just keep it really secretive for a long time, or is it because there weren't that many people that could do it? They got so many no, it's empi- dead. No, no, it's empire propaganda. It's totally empire propaganda. To so make it sound like it doesn't exist. Exactly. And that goes into some of the... Um, Set up the, for the episode video, 7, the, perhaps. Well, the video games, um, the Force Unleashed and Force Unleashed 2, where they... Like, in Force Unleashed, you play a character called Starkiller, huh, reverence, yep. that is going around killing all these other Jedi because he was Vader's secret apprentice. Because yeah. every Sith Lord, his apprentice has a secret apprentice that, you know, just keeps the rule of two kind of like yeah. as a well, he's got like He's got a couple guys killing each other right. <laughs> to figure out who's better. So it, it was one of those things. Well, okay, there he kind of has, has an ass head. But I think a little bit, a but not thing. nearly as... An arse right. Yeah, his arse face. Yeah. So <laughs> I, it's, it's one of those things where... Um, it, because whenever you go into episode four, you have these guys that look to be in their 30s. So you're looking at the end of episode three. They were probably like 10, maybe. Well, because I think Luke was supposed to be like 17, 17, 18. So you guys, you have these guys are like 12. And there's all this propaganda about the old Jedi Order, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But even with this, you have them using the Force. But not everyone in the Rebellion is going to know that Luke... Right. You know, was a Jedi, and of course, the um... when it comes to the way the Force is interacting with regular people, I think the setup for Episode Seven is going to be pretty similar to the setup for Episode Four. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and uh, obviously, you're not going to have the Emperor and Vader. It's like, oh, we're Sith. We got the Force. You got because then you're going to have like they're they're using the Force. Is the Force real? We should look into this. And you're going to have Force sensitive people that are actually going to try to explore their abilities. 
So whenever you get into episode seven, which has been shown in the trailers, Jesse, you can go ahead and shut your ears now, is it's even hey. more it's even more mythological. Because yeah. they're like, We we've heard stories. And okay. religious. I mean it's that's they don't ever, a puppet. They that, don't ever that, say the word. No, not a guy God. In a suit. That's a dude in a suit. That is not a guy in a suit. Anyway, so this is actually I think the first time that we've actually had all of these different kind of starships at once. Now there's the X Wing and we we were we saw that, you know, in the in episode four. We had the the speeders and stuff, but that's just mm-hmm. more of a, a planetary thing. But now we got Y wings, Y wings, B wings, the B wings, the cruisers, uh, the A wings, um, all kinds of awesome right. shit. But what's what's really cool about this, and they never really talk about so much, is that it really is the Empire and this kind of conglomerate of many other worlds and and such. It's, 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 a, the, it's the a major Calamarians. We have the, it's a major ragtag group. Wait, the Calamarians? Ca- uh, sounds, Mon Calamari. Yeah, sounds tasty. Calamari. Um, which why the, did they the name Carillions, Um Carillion freighters. Yeah, there's yeah. like there's all kinds of shit going on here, and that's what's awesome. Now, if can someone tell me the co-pilot's name that's flying the Falcon with, with Lando? I cannot he remember. He is awesome. Yeah. I love that. Guy. And actually, um, because Mike mentioned it before, there was all these complaints about diversity in fucking Star Wars. Is that's actually a black actor who is speaking in an African dialect? <laughs> like that's that's one of the things like no one realizes is like people think it's all gibberish. It, it's actually a modification of like an African dialect that he's yeah. speaking. So Star Wars was diverse as fuck. So fuck you, chick on MSNBC. <laughs> they were that diverse. If you see all the white people that are rebels and stuff, that I think episodes seven through nine are going to be way more well, diverse. Of, of course, yeah. because it's now 2015 and that shit won't fly. Gina Rodriguez might have a major role in episode eight, and I love her. I think she's going to be awesome. I, I'm not. I'm, I probably know Jane probably, the Virgin. Oh, okay. Yeah. There we go. All right. It, it's one of those things where this came out in the early 80s. One thing that John Bediega. Is that his name? John Boyega. Yeah. Amazing actor. If, if you, the one thing it, that he said it, that uh, he did was look at Harrison Ford's audition tape, looked at uh, Mark Hamill's audition tape, and noticed that unlike most movies where everybody's treating it kind of serious, mm-hmm. they're in the middle of a lot of danger, but they're kind of having fun. And that's, he said he used that to kind of approach his character for well, episode and, seven. And that totally fits with him as an actor because Attack the Block was a great movie where his character's in a lot of danger, but he's got like these quick fucking one-liners with his... Um, not it's not really Cockney, but it's you know kind of the more. This is going to be a fucking term. It's going to get me in trouble. The more street UK type slang that works. <laughs> it really fucking works. Well, it's because his character is from like the poor basic projects and like housing complex. I have to see this movie. You really fucking should. It's really good. And if anyone hasn't, I recommend going to see John Boyega's reaction to the first Star Wars. Episode seven, where he jumps over the couch. Where he jumps over the where he jumps over the couch. Was like, yep. That's how I yep, would be if I was yep. in Star Wars. Yeah, because he's like, all right, yeah, this is good. This is good. There I am. There I am, <laughs> bitch. That's me. Just like how I'm sure you know, Stormtrooper number forty-seven was you know fucking flipping Fuck, his yeah, shit. I would have been. He took his family to go see this. I would have been Jabba's ass wiper number seventeen <laughs> and like, been just that was fine. Me. I've been that like, was yeah, me. that was me. I'd be so fucking excited. <laughs> Well, it's just like how to look for that in the credits. Well, it's like Guardians of the Galaxy was doing open casting calls. Guardians of the Galaxy Two was doing open casting calls in Atlanta. I mentioned that in one of our episodes. <laughs> Sorry, I, I love how in my little fantasy there were sixteen other ass wipers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big ass, dude. You know, job I had. I got sixteen friends. We can all do it. <laughs> they have a high suicide rate. All right, fucking <laughs> <laughs> kill me, man. <laughs> Okay, so let's go into the primary complaint when it comes 
to Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. Yes. And that is this goddamn battle between the Stormtroopers and the fucking Ewoks. Because, obviously, these guys... So, I can understand have these, we ever these seen guys a got blown tro- away. Have we ever seen a stormtrooper actually fire and hit somebody, ever? Uh, they shoot Leia. Mm. Because most of the time, you can just, like, slow no, motion walk no, right no, in, in Well, in the beginning of Episode 4, when they're shooting the Rebels. Main yeah. characters, no. But they, they fired against a lot of Rebels they, and took them out. They grazed Leia. I'm so, what's saying. the major complaint about this battle sequence? Because, obviously... Silly. Uh, they they are They are in... What you would expect to be rigid, even PVC armor. <laughs> and they're getting taken out by rocks hitting them in the fucking head. They're, they're getting taken out by people that have a six-inch draw length on bows with shittily primitive-made bows and arrows. Which, <laughs> this is like... so let's, say, let's say, granted, it's a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away... Okay, that wrapped around his throat. Okay, oh, we got knocked down. We done. And <laughs> I still love that part. Though. Come on. Okay, that, okay, that that's those bits of comic relief that yeah. work. But to make an entire battle sequence exactly. around that. Yeah. Now, it, this kind of goes to the whole notion that children during the uh, prequel trilogy actually enjoyed them. This is what I keep hearing from parents yeah. of children of that age. Well, is that okay. Jar Jar was a big hit? So here's what, uh, here's one of the things you guys heard this. I saw. I, I'm sure it is. I mean that that was why he was created. That's why these were created. I That's s- why all this extra stuff was put in to get those kids in there. Because I'll tell you one thing: working at a movie theater, it's a kid movie that will get them coming back, seeing it multiple times, the, making that money. So maybe I mean I, I remember as a child I really liked seeing the Ewoks take down the the Empire. Yeah. But an analytical adult mind, not so much. See, I, I originally saw. The entire original trilogy when I was 10. I think my stepdad rented all three of them from Aardvark Video yeah. back in the day. And I watched them all in one day. And I absolutely loved them. Then whenever I was 14, 15, whenever um, Phantom Menace came out, I fucking hated Jar Jar. <laughs> fucking hated yeah, Jar Yeah, but what if you were like six? If, if With that sense of juvenile humor, sure, but... Uh, my six-year-old has watched episode one, and we rewatched it again later. He didn't fucking remember who the hell Jar Jar was. <laughs> Did he like it, though? Did he like episode one at age He six? liked the lightsabers. All right, my daughter who is Who wouldn't? My right. daughter is eight years of age. I tried to do 30 minutes of the original Star Wars episode four. Same pacing problems I mentioned earlier. Yes. Got to her. But if Phineas and Ferb are doing a Star Wars parody, <laughs> she's all about it. She likes the references, just not watching the actual movie. Mm. So here you have Luke. He's looking out. And the, the Emperor's already calling him my young apprentice. It's huge. He's going for the hard sell. Right. Yeah, he's confident. And it's, it's like horrible hubris. He's, he's so confident. He's like, take your weapon, strike me down, let's do this thing. And right then, that little quick back and forth look that Luke does is like, oh shit, we fucked up. This is also how Vader convinced the Emperor to spare Luke in Episode Five was, "Can we turn Ooh. him?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this has been a plan that's been hatching for a while. <laughs> so surprised. That's 
such a tense scene. It's a trap. Okay, one one of one. <laughs> I think we missed that. There are three scenes in all of cinema that have made me cry, and one of them is coming up. Oh yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah. There, there's one scene coming up that is. I love you. I know. No. 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 That was in the last. Episode. That was in the last. Well, no, 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 Darn no, it. It, no, 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 no. It gets replayed here. Like that. That bit of dialogue gets replayed here. Oh no! Stormtroopers fucking graze Leia, and that's when she says it. So. No! <laughs> they hit R two. That counts. He's a main character. <laughs> he blames them even then. <laughs> right. I'm he saying. blames like, this is your own fault. This is a long marriage in the Victim blaming asshole. <laughs> but then Han's like, I'm going to hotwire this bitch. He is a smuggler mm-hmm. and a scoundrel, so he should, he should be able to do this shit. So this is where the tide starts getting turned against him. Oh, oh here right, it is. Here you go. <clears throat> oh, oh, God. Concussed. But he, he's, no, I'm good. he's hurt. He's hurt. And you know he, he knows they need to get away. Right, let's and go. He's, let's go. He's got to wake. Fucking like he tries to wake up his friend, oh. and his, <laughs> like his friend just doesn't wake up. Uh. Like that scene always fucking gets to me. Ah, that's a good be, one. Because you, for two teddy bears, I don't know what <laughs> what their story is. It doesn't matter. It fucking hurts, Mike. Won't last long when we go against that Death Star. There is a moment in one of the previous two movies where C-3PO finally cuts R2 a break. Right. He's like, you know, he's he's hurt and says, like, I'll donate my parts if, if I need to. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. So he does care for him. He just gives him a lot of shit. A whole lot of shit. You can tell by our, like, longer periods of silence that... This part of the movie is whenever it gets like really yeah, fucking this, tense. This is the part because, that, we, like, that we really, shit really is like. not going good. Mm-hmm. It really feels like everything is falling to shit. And right, and right here, you get that flash in Luke's eyes of where you're fucking my, you're gonna kill my friends, you're gonna kill my sister, you're this, gonna kill the people that I actually give a shit about. This is this is the part that confused me as a kid because I was like, all right. The Emperor was like, take your weapon, strike me down, take your place on, you know, blah, blah, right. blah. But then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, kill him. This is what you want to do, right? And this, what, what's the alternative at that point? I'm like, just hang out? See, I don't understand. I think the alternative is join our side, the dark side. Right, give, giving into your hate. Well, okay, which, I'm, what I'm saying again, is, is really the Emperor saying, kill me and you'll be in the dark side. And Luke's like, I could kill him and stay in the light side. Right. What do? But either it, way is good for the empire. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, I see what you mean. In hindsight, like whenever you're first seeing this, you're like, "Fucking kill him!" Yeah, just do it. But then in hindsight, it's giving into the hatred, G- giving in. Yeah. To, what does Yoda to say? Something like anger, anger leads fear. to fear. Fear leads to ha- uh, no. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hatred. Ha- hatred leads to suffering. Hatred leads to a bad movie. Yeah. And bad movies lead to suffering. That was from Phantom Menace, but yeah, he has a similar line in episode five that is uh, 
that talks about all these, you know, very human emotions can right. all lead to the dark side. Exactly. Well, it's and, very and, metaphysical. And it's one of those things where weapons you will need not. It's like what what will I what will I see? Only what you take with you. Luke already has that fear that with the power he may not be able to resist it. So how do you defeat an enemy if you hate your enemy? I guess it gets kind of philosophical yeah. there. I, I, I think it has to... It's one of those things where I, I it has to be for the greater good. The greater good. <laughs> but the greater they never good. actually say the words the light side, do they? No. No, they, they always... So that's interesting. They always... I think it's always referred to the dark side and up until the prequels. Yeah. And, and here so again, he got the upside. I got the downside. So right. There's two. There's two sides of every. Catch on the flip. So then, of course, <laughs> Chewie and the Ewoks take over the ATST, and that's the turning point for the Battle of Endor. Not to be confused with the Ewok movie, the Battle for Endor. The Battle of the Forest Moon of Endor. Yeah, which is much longer. Yeah, I, we'll, I grant you. We'll but. get. Into, we'll go into semantics. That. Okay, this would take him out. You know, uh, that fucking Ewong needs to get in the so fucking bull riding yeah. circuit because oh, that motherfucker's got some skills. He needs to join the Ewok Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> Again, they're just throwing rocks down. Really? It's like, oh, uh, hey, no. They're really, really heavy. <laughs> it was a big rock. It was a big rock. And if, I don't know when they had time to set that up. But <laughs> James Cameron would eat this or shit these. up, man. Pr- primitive weapons versus technology. <laughs> Avatar. Fucking Avatar. Oh, my God. Avatar 2 through 4, coming to a theater near you soon. Fern Gully, the last dance with the wolves of the samurai. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! I don't know. Oh, I'm fucked up there. See? Main character. Shot but, by but, someone. But again, it's, Finally. But it's one of those... Uh, hey, man, don't pinch me. Uh, <laughs> it's like, Grace, three, oh no! Classic. I know. That's Classic. good. Good stuff. Pew pew. Gotcha. Pew pew. Dude, her from the hip accuracy is spot <laughs> the fuck on. Let's just take a moment and like, recognize some skills here. Oh, poor R2. He's all frazzled and kerfuffled. Yeah! Yeah! Okay. Huh? Huh? <laughs> I can translate Chewie. I don't know if I've ever told you this. Poor, poor Chewie. Right then. Han's like, get down here. So Chewie starts going back into the ATST. It's <laughs> like, fuck you. I ain't going okay, anyway. to go and, turn and, it off. And here we go. Yeah, the key in the ignition. Yeah, right. This is something that um, um, our buddy Justin and I would talk about a lot is. In in this scene, he's talking about you know use your aggressive feelings, use your hate, destroy Vader, and become my part of my side or whatever. Um, and we were always talking about Obi Wan and the Phantom Menace after he kills Qui Gon, and like there's this, well there's this, there's a second when it seems like Qui Gon knows what's about to happen to right. him, and then you know he kills him, and then we're like Obi Wan is just playing with the dark side at this point because he no, is he, raging pissed. pissed off. He is super fucking pissed. And I'm kind of surprised. I mean, they could have gone so much further with right, that, it, it and they never really it did. Kinda, it, it honestly plays against all the teachings, but maybe that's the parallel they were trying to go for, I yeah. guess. Well, Obi-Wan let himself be killed by Darth Vader in Episode 4 to, well, te- to after, teach Luke after, a lesson. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dick move to teach someone a lesson. Well, after, that's what happened. Well, I mean, after 18 years of hermetic stoicism, I guess. 
But it, it's one of those things where I, he I sacrificed guess, himself for the greater good. I guess you can. Well, he he sacrificed himself so his force power would mask Luke's presence. Mm. That's the way a lot of people try try uh, to explain it. Was that Obi Wan had such a, like like a stronger it, force me. presence? He, he needed to teach him a lesson, right? But it, it's one of those things where I, I guess I can kind of see that. Like in episode one, because Obi-Wan was the brash Padawan. Can we just talk about how horrible it was to see the Emperor with a lightsaber in his hand? Can we just talk about that for two seconds? Because that was fucking the worst thing I've ever seen ever. It, it's, well, Fuck! I, it's, it's one of those I might rather watch a Ryan Reynolds movie than have to see that. Damn. Right? It was, it was so bad. Damn, It was son. so bad. That's fucking harsh words coming oh, from you, dude. Oh, God. I Ryan, can, Re- I can, Ryan Reynolds has a Ghostbuster? I, God, I can feel it just climbing up. <laughs> I, I think the, the worst part of seeing the Emperor with a lightsaber in Episode 3 is when he does, like, the spin in Bison move yes. with a lightsaber. <laughs> oh, that, that part, shit. What yeah. were they thinking? But at least, you know, we got Jedi tonight. Open That's the okay. back door. Oh, yeah, girl. Send everyone we have out there. Yes, that happens pretty, <laughs> pretty often in these movies. <laughs> <laughs> Empty this entire bunker of personnel. That's right. And if we leave one person oh, behind wait, wait, to guard wait, wait, things, they're easily distracted. Did they fix it in the special edition? I got to wait to see. Because there's one scene where you can see the camera crew in the, a plexiglass reflection while they're in that bunker. Really? Yeah, while they're setting up the charges. There's a, there's uh, a place where you can actually see it. I, wow. I, don't, know, I don't know if they went back and fixed it. Cause they, it you they, would think they would have to. Well, they never they didn't fix the stormtrooper bumping his head no. in episode four. I remember that happens with Kevin Smith and chasing Amy. You can yeah. see his reflection yep. and the camera in right. one of the scenes. It's those little Easter eggs that you're never going to notice like the first, like first, unless someone points it out, yep. which didn't really happen until the internet. The internet fucking ruined everything. Everything. We're just kidding. We love you guys. They probably had some newsletter that they mailed to everybody back then. <laughs> it was like old-ass old like message boards. Yeah, like it was B- called BBS Chain Letters. Star- yeah, the, sister. The Star Wars. Uh, so you have a so twin you sister. Is she hot or? <laughs> but, yeah, but, you should but see but her in a gold bikini. <laughs> Obi- Obi-Wan, okay. His so, feelings definitely betrayed him. Then. So he says Obi-Wan. We got a picture. Check it out, Dad. <laughs> but did he ever actually recognize who it was? I, I like. Who? Did Vader ever actually say it was, like, he says you have a sister. I don't think he ever I'm a little bit mixed up Leia. on that myself. And that's what fucking triggers him. What is he, Bandit flies? Come on, Luke. Where it's it's literally blind rage at this point, which not good for a Jedi. Exactly. This which shot I, is amazing, by the see, way. See that, and that's where we get back into the 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 old prophecy. Was the original Jedi Order was all about stoicism and repressing your feelings, yeah. and their Sith were about raw emotion, and then Luke comes around that was neither formally trained as a Jedi, but he's not an evil fucking dickhead. He is the balance. He's yeah. the gray. Yeah. He's like he's the middle to where, like, you can have emotions. You can make out with chicks even if they don't want to be your sister, <laughs> and you can get pissed off sometimes. Yeah. It's fine. No, yeah, he really. I, I really. I really do think it was Luke was the prophesized one. L- Luke is the true Quisatz hotter. Even though quote unquote Vader was the one who kills the Emperor. But I don't think that's what brings balance it, to the it's, force. Right. It's the love it, that, that Anakin has the, for his son. 
Because he's killing him. Right. Va- Vader destroys the the supposed last remnants of the dark side. Right. But Luke is the one... And Anakin does bring balance to the Force because he made it to where Luke was born. Right. He did bring balance. He just wasn't the one that caused the, like, right. the, the balance in the end. How much time has passed between episode four and what we're watching right now? It's like two, um, two three years? Uh, eh, pro- I would say at most five years. Grant, like, well, release, I know you had release, to train for a while. Well, release-wise, we're, and then we're talking... there's time periods between movies as well that they release, don't cover. Release-wise, we're talking like five years. No, no, I don't mean that. I mean in story. Yeah, but, yeah. So, but probably five, six years maybe. Okay. Skadoosh. They were able to get away from that shit in time, and I totally <laughs> missed the scene where you would have been able to see the, the crew. Also, this this whole... I mean, I love the Millennium Falcon and everything that they do in that. That ship is fucking badass. But this whole run that they do inside the Death Star is mm-hmm. fucking awesome, too. Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, most of the space battles are pretty good, but this is the one that always sticks out to me when they're fucking... Juking all through the middle of this thing? Holy crap. Okay, okay, and this scene right here. How many parsecs did it take? <laughs> God damn All it. of them. So this scene right here where the Emperor starts shooting lightning, we've never seen that. We've seen, like, some, right. like I don't actually... Th- no, we, we've seen some force movement whenever um, Vader was throwing things at yes. Luke in Episode Five, but we've never seen, like the focus of force yeah. we've seen like mind tricks and like telekinesis but not right. like raw energy yeah. right and then then you're like god the emperor's a fucking badass <laughs> and you find out why he's the emperor or at least why he's the sith lord right i think we need a trilogy to explain more about this <laughs> There was a shot here I remember seeing when I was a kid that this lightning hits his teeth or something, and I'm like, Ugh! yeah, <laughs> like it I, freaked actually, me I, out. And this scene right here where Vader is, you know, having a he's fucking torn. He doesn't know what to do right now. And what's cool is that he doesn't say anything. He just doesn't. No, he yeah, he doesn't say anything at all. So you, you start thinking what the thought process. Yes, it's not like he gives a big speech or whatever. Yeah, right there. It, it, like, Which is how movies team. today would do, by the way. Right. And because like you can't see Vader's facial expression, it's completely emotionless, where he's like, yeah. uh... Wait. Oh, wait, he does oh, say something. I'm that pretty sure that there. was added in. That was that added was in, added. by the way. Oh, Jesus. Okay, let, let's talk about this for a second. Because this no. is... That's horseshit. I've, I've apparently never seen that before. Yeah, that was not in the original. I need to go to Wikipedia and look that up. Yeah, check, check it out on yeah. Wikipedia. No, well, that, okay. that was not there. Okay. I guarantee that, you that was That was there. another edition, just like in um, Episode 5. Mm-hmm. In Episode 5, in the special edition, where Vader says, No, I am your father. Whenever Luke falls back, yeah. there's a scream that was added in. That wasn't in the original. Luke fell silently because he was giving, he, yeah, was, he, he was, was sacrificing his life. He was sacrificing his life just to make sure that he could not turn to the dark right. side. The entire fact that he survived was all dumb luck by hitting shoots, which still would have fucking killed him because he was he would hit terminal walls. <laughs> I love these shots that go right alongside the surface of the Death Star. Yeah, those are those are phenomenal. <laughs> so again, it's it's one of those things that I'm sure was added in to give like a little bit more of a punch. Yeah, but, but it falls Vader, flat. Yeah, yeah, but Vader saying it, not saying anything, 
just picking up the Emperor and throwing him into the reactor. Oh, God, that just hurt my soul, guys. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> oh, whenever he said that? Yeah. Because we were just saying that he does it, like, silently. And then yeah, it's a mind Thanks, Lucas. I don't know. Spend your $4 billion in hell. You know what? I've, I've actually thought about this, and I think this has finally pushed me over the edge. I'm going to go back and find both versions, and I'm going to make my own cut. I'm actually going to edit my own version of the Star Wars trilogy the way it should have been done. You know, apparently Topher Grace... It's called the original movie, Jesse. No. Yeah, uh, appar- <laughs> apparently um, Topher Grace, of all people, um, is like a major film of, like aficionado and recut the original trilogy into one like two-and-a-half-hour movie yeah. that makes a ton of fucking sense. And he showed it to like, a select group of people, of, of his Hollywood friends, yeah. and has never released it. I want to see the Topher Shoot, Grace yeah. release. Two-and-a-half hours, that would mean he'd have to cut a whole lot for three movies. There's yeah. a lot you can cut out, like how <laughs> the sand is so coarse and rough and Shut it gets in and everything. Yeah, it's not soft and beautiful like you. You're so beautiful. Only because I'm so in love. No, because I'm so hey, in wing. love with you. Hey, wing going out. Oh, no! I don't know. Even that works. <laughs> even some of the slow parts, the bad parts, kind of make Star Wars be Star Wars, though. You know what I mean? Well, there's beautiful scenery. Absolute beautiful fucking scenery. I don't know if I would want to see and, the Topher Grace and cut. Well-designed, and well-designed like characters and sets... But the writing was so goddamn bad. Yeah. For it what? Was, for the for the prequel trilogy. Oh. It was so goddamn bad. Okay, and right here, all the Empire is fucking running their asses off, not giving a fuck. And this part right here, where you where Luke is giving into his rage, he's wearing all black. What yep. Vader's been wearing this entire time. He lets go of one button to show on the inside. Right. He was light the entire time. Now, Adam Driver's character has the mask for episode seven. Well, he, uh, Where does the mask end up at the end of this movie? The end of this movie, he's on Endor. He flies it down to okay. Endor and has a pyre. But uh, I'm curious to see how he got it, that. I, I, I think Kylo Ren is a Vader fanboy and went grave robbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are we talking too much about <clears throat> Force Awakens? <clears throat> so stoked my force, My Force is still asleep. So we will leave it the there. The Force needs five more minutes. <laughs> the Force is still sleeping. I'm a crusty old white dude. Ex- uh, <laughs> with, a, with a vagina on his head. Oh. oh, look at that thing. Oh, my God. It looks like Humpty Dumpty. The saddest Humpty Dumpty. Lots of regret. Shouldn't have done all that. <laughs> Damn. I fucked up. Darth Vader seemed like a pretty good gig when I started. <laughs> I got these wires in my mouth, dude. Just leave me. It's cool. I don't sound nearly as cool as I used to, but it's all good. Darth Vader got to be the most iconic villain in movie yes, history. Always, I, like especially are. like if you see the concept art of what Vader mm. was supposed to be because obviously in this just because of technical Dead. constraints he was a little clunky you know but With the mask alone right the, the, the helmet the mask alone, alone. He, he he is the iconic villain yeah. in all I can't of think cinema. of another one that would be like I, I mean, it goes number 1 Vader number 2 Clubber Lang like that's <laughs> number 2 what Clubber Cl- Lang, Lang from Rocky 3 that's it's like the number 2 top spots for villainy but if if you look at just the way that Vader's design influenced so many other 
parts of cinema. Yeah. And, and even, it, especially if you go into, uh, um, into anime, you have one of the iconic villains of anime in the Gundam series, um, Shara's Noble, has a, ma- a silver mask that is really, really reminiscent yeah. of Vader's, uh, Vader's look. Uh, but like I was saying in the original concept art, Vader was supposed to be like this dark samurai. Yeah. Like, especially with his force powers, because he could, you know, you have, they show it more in the prequels, but like the force jumps and things like that, mm. which actually, no, they showed it in episode five, because Luke force jumps out of the carbonite chamber. Yep. Uh, Vader was supposed to still have that, but, you know, why, why, so what why I'm hoping fighting for, wasn't that good in this? What I'm hoping for with the new trilogy is introduce characters that can become iconic for the next generation. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think they they already. I don't were. remember if that was us talking about it, but someone was talking about it. Is how um you know back back then we watched these movies and like R two D two was like the coolest fucking thing ever, and now in this generation BB-8. we have this BB eight and kids fucking love BB eight. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what which Lucas wanted Jar Jar to be, and but that was fell bullshit because yeah. he was just annoying. He was great. Yes, he was. He was like cousin Oliver in the fucking Brady Bunch. <laughs> Reference for all you 1970s kids. <laughs> Yay! The world is ending. Yay! And the then then gods the, must be angry. And then the radioactive fallout. <laughs> bottle. And then, yeah. the, and then the radioactive fallout killed all the Ewoks. Oh. <laughs> Chernobyl. Wait here, we, wait, here we go. Here we go. Here it goes in just a second, and it's gonna fucking suck. It's another edition from the special edition that I fucking hate. What are, what are you talking about? This whole the on, song at the end? Oh, oh, okay. Because obviously they have subspace communication that can travel thousands of light years. Oh, yeah, okay, I got yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I don't got you. What, what's going on? Now, hang on. All right, all right. You'll see it. All the celebrations and such. But, you know, I mean, it ties in both trilogies, and that's not a terrible thing to yeah, do. It's, it's, not, it's not terrible. And you're like, fuck. Tatooine, I know that place. Hey, Coruscant, so right there, I know okay, that place. Right there was hey, Alderaan. I mean, no, uh, right yeah. there, Ooh, right there was yeah. Han. Shit. Too no, soon. Too it it's right there. That is Han's realization <laughs> that you made out with your fucking brother. <laughs> Wait a minute, you freaky bitch. This is gonna be good. <laughs> that was an innocent mistake. <laughs> but she always knew. The thing is, is that she locks lips with every dude she meets, so it's not really a big you know, difference. She's just like, hi, nice to meet you. From farm boys to scruffy-looking nerf herder, she ain't picky. <laughs> Who are you calling scruffy-looking? Can we get a five-hour Vader pyre going? There it is. It, it, all right, so here's the thing. Luke already traveled back to Endor. It's yeah. now nighttime. Uh, it's very dark. So we're talking several hours after what just happened. Yep. You know that he would have made contact with the, the with the rebels that were there. Yes. He is the only one at at the funeral pyre. So did he not tell them? Probably that he not. Had Vader's body. Probably not. Or was was he the only one that would actually want to be there? Probably it, it's both. Hard, it's hard to say. I, I would say that he. I mean, he he probably didn't tell any of them because he is the only one who he only wanted to be there himself. It was. You know, putting his own father to so the So he didn't invite his sister to their dad's <laughs> funeral? Shit, no. Dick move. And here it is. So, so now, we're on, now we're on Coruscant. But you, so this, this was covered in some of the Expanded Universe things Benson. where people are celebrating on Coruscant and Tatooine. I'm guessing this is Tatooine, yes. maybe Naboo or whatever. 
to where the Empire is still there. All right, That's this is Naboo. Naboo. That's true. Where we sub God oh damn my it! God. God damn it, Lucas! <laughs> we sub free Coruscant. So, well, this is Coruscant. Where so they're, they're the, celebrating, the they're doing there. a universe-wide celebration when all it is is a battle in the larger right. war. So the the Emperor died, but not the Empire. So in the expanded yeah. universe, like, these people are celebrating, then all of a sudden... Well, they've been oppressed for decades. Sto- Maybe they need a little bit but of party they? time. But honestly, were they? Like, were know. they actually oppressed? Or, like, how much did the Empire actually affect people's day-to-day lives if you weren't part of the Rebel Alliance? <laughs> but in the expanded universe... The, all these people taxes are, all were these, high. And, all these uh, people are celebrating. <laughs> well, they, they had Second Amendment. Death Stars. So all these people are celebrating, and stormtroopers show up on speeder bikes and just start fucking laying waste to people because they're tr- they're being found guilty of treason on the spot. I'll be honest. So you're, you're, I'm, I'm pretty glad they got rid of the extended universe. I'm pretty yeah. happy about that. Well, so that, you're you're more authoritarian universe. than uh, democracy. That's I'm your point. Pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Empire would have been. <laughs> Party time! I can do without this annoying song. Or the old annoying song. Okay. None of this bothers me too much. Yub, yub. Out of no. all the special editions. Yub, yub, yub. Um, no. Okay. Yes. We bitched. Uh, so we bitched regularly throughout this entire commentary about special edition. Yes. But the biggest fucking sacrilege is coming up. Okay. Oh yeah. If yeah. you don't, if you don't know what I, it is already, this is something I've never understood. Three, ever since they've done two, this. One. Boom! Hey. Fucking hated yeah. Christensen. Oh my god! Being brought yeah. in. Have you never seen fucking that? Anakin? I didn't realize that this happened. Can, yes, I, I need but a, this came out before the uh, before episode no. one, didn't it? Th- no, this was a re re re. Oh yeah, no! Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. they re read it. There's yes. thirty versions. There was the special edition. Then the no, there was the enhanced edition. This poor then the movie. Special edition. Yeah. So listen, they bring listen. in. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to point this out because Luke's like. Hey Obi Wan. Hey Yoda. Who actually, the fuck is that guy? Actually, no, I want to know. No, I, I, like, I, who is that? I just realized Lucas didn't direct this. No, yeah, no, but he didn't do yeah, Jedi. Prints are all over though. Well, of course, the screenplay, executive producer, blah blah blah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's I, I I was under the impression that Lucas actually directed this. No, one, no, not, no. not uh, think, four not and five. Yet. He did not. If you guys can download the original trilogy, so I can have a, like a palette. If you if you can if, if you can ob- if you can ob- I can stop ranting uh, Mike, inside Mike, my Mike, head it, every it, time this happens. Okay, Mike, right. I'm sorry. If you can obtain it through completely legitimate means by <laughs> buying a VHS copy or laser disc at your local flea market, go on. Okay. All right. So Ian McDermott. That's right. They brought Ian McDermott. So, Brandon. Give, give give on on this particular version. Give me, give me your complete thoughts on on all on the special movie. edition changes. Can go suck a suck a hot bag of dicks. That yeah, every every one of the editions, pretty much. Okay, Mike. Pretty, pretty much. How about you, sir? Well, I said as much as at the start of the podcast. I hate the special editions more than I hate the prequels. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I know you you say this is good, this is bad. Sure. I could say maybe one scene out of a hundred. But, you know, looking at the movie and just disregarding anything special edition, I love the movie. It's yeah. classic classic movie making. Um, they've built up a great world. It was a satisfying conclusion to a three-movie arc, which mm-hmm. is not very uh, typical for right. back, back Especially then. Especially for the time, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the effects look good, particularly since it's mainly people wearing costumes and right. people on real sets. Yes. Uh, miniatures and that kind of thing. Showed It, it was a, a very satisfying conclusion. All right, it's, Brandon, it's, without, without the special edition stuff, give, give me your impressions of Return of the Jedi like you remember it. It's the third best Star Wars movie. <laughs> like, it's the third best Star Wars movie because it goes Empire Strikes Back, yes. A New Hope, mm-hmm. this, then it goes 3-2-1. Three, 3-1-2. Three, 
but Pro- well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, over I, overall, like again, we're you know we're looking back at this over a thirty two year period, and it still holds up. It's still really good, except for you know they added in you know bullshit CGI <laughs> musical scenes. Yes, that it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It, it's the con- it's the conclusion to the original trilogy. It ties everything up. You have Luke's full arc from being a whiny farm boy to embracing his destiny of having to kill his own goddamn fa- well, beating the shit out of his own goddamn father. Yeah. And but it also gives closure. To, it gives Vader's redemption. That gives people hope that you know the light side will prevail. And the cold opening with Jabba. Come on. <laughs> though a little what about anti- you, Jesse? Though a little anticlimactic, given how much of a threat Jabba was, like, oh, yeah. slug guy. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I loved Jedi as a kid. I still love it today. Um, there's, again, and I've said this all through the movie, there are, there are some, you know, additions that they did for the special versions or whatnot that I'm, I'm okay with. Um, the, the Anakin thing at the end I was very much not happy with. That is, that's probably... The biggest middle finger that Lucas could have given the fans. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I understand he's trying to tie in both trilogies. I get that, but it was poorly done. He didn't really think that through. I don't think. Uh, but the movie itself, I loved it. Even even though there are the silly Ewok stuff, um, you know, it it was for adults and kids alike. And you know, you have you have to take that with a grain of salt. I would love a very serious, uh, dramatic Star Wars movie. But that's not really what Star Wars actually is, even in its original forms. Right. So, you know, it I, 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 always mixed the comedy, the action, yes. all this it, different it, elements. It, yeah. to, to a degree, it, it, even since when Episode Four first came out, there was a little bit of camp to it. Yeah. There was a little bit of a Absolutely. pulp. Which, you know, uh, Lucas took a lot of inspiration from, like, old pulp comics. I mean, that's, you know, him and Spielberg, you know, that they kind of fed off of that with Star Wars and... Um, you know, Indiana Jones. Yep. So you, you have that, like, sense of adventure, which always had those little quips, those little yeah. one-liners. That's what Harrison yep. Ford was. And we get both, pretty far franchises. into the nerd angle on a lot of this stuff and get into the minutia yep. a lot, but we got to remind ourselves this is probably the most popular movie property of all time. Oh, absolutely. Because no, people go into just the adventure level of yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, we, we do that specifically because we love the franchise, and it's that's why it infuriates us as much as I'm sure it infuriates you out there listening, that we love this thing so much, and when someone starts to destroy it, 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 it hurts See, us as nerds. With, so, with, with my take on it, the original trilogy was made for teenagers. Yeah. The prequel trilogy was made... Much younger. much younger kids, yeah. and I really think just from what I've seen and what the little bit that I've read, trying to avoid as many spoilers as possible, the new trilogy, seven, eight, nine, is made more for the twenty somethings, but still has that little bit for everyone yeah. else. I mean, it's still you know, it's still I'm pretty sure they're all still PG, yeah, but they there's a lot more action. It, it, it seems like there's a lot more on the line. It looks like there's much greater threats going yeah. on. Honestly, I get the same. I get the same feeling. I mean, I, I haven't seen much on the new Star Wars, but just just the feeling I'm getting, it feels a whole lot more like it's being made for the same the same people who watched the original trilogy whenever they were teenagers. Right. You know what I mean. Uh, and it's the same thing to me that happens with with comic books is that you know back when we were kids we were reading the stories and they were just kind of silly and fun superheroes and then the further along you you, you know the older that you get you're following these same properties that are geared toward you like preacher right. or Jessica Jones or you know what I mean something that's 
more media as far as story it, is concerned. It's, it's and a, that's, it's a, that's the way I'm looking that this is going to go. It's, it's, really a, it's it evolving is. mostly with the age of the target audience. Yes. But it's not so much so that you know younger generations aren't going to be you got to have the magic middle you don't want it to be a too serious sure. too dark or too light and Absolutely. too ridiculous all right guys well that has been our uh, running commentary of return of the jedi super shit tascular edition um and if you guys have some thoughts on this movie especially this specific version please let us know send us an email Comment on Facebook. God dang, send us a tweet. I don't give a shit. Tell if us it, tell us how fucking wrong we are and how we completely misread everything <laughs> and how, and how George Lucas it. is a movie-making genius. <laughs> and I will tell you in every way that you are wrong. And if, if you made it through all two hours and 14 minutes of yes. this, thank you. Kudos. Thank you. Kudos to you, sir. Well, thank you, Brandon. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Jesse. We'll see you guys next time. Laters. May the Force be with you.